Welcome to Broad Ideas. Hi, Rob. Hi, Olivia. I, I don't know why, Olivia, I don't know why you're silent every single time. I don't know. I guess it's just a thing. I did it, and then I don't know how to stop doing it since I did it. Yeah, I know Hi, what you Rachel. mean. <laughs> I know what you mean, though. It's like now you do a thing, and yeah, it's like, how it's do like you I get out of the thing? thing. And I don't know how to get I out get of it. I get it. I get it. Well, you know who wasn't silent? Emily Browning, our lovely guest today. She's an actor. Uh, you might know her from American Gods, Sucker Punch, which I totally wanted that role. Uh, and uh, Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events and her new series, Class of 07, which sounds so fun, premieres March 17th on Prime Video. I'm super excited for this one. Let's welcome Emily. Sometimes when the world feels insane, you can take a little peek inside of Rachel's little brain. Thoughts are swirling round and round inside to join us on this journey as we take a little ride. We'll talk about dogs and kids and things. We'll talk about chicks and tampon strings. We'll talk about boys that make you cry. We'll talk about death because people die. Emily, we are so honored that we are your first podcast. I know. I'm I'm excited. I'm nervous. Don't nothing to be nervous about. We will go easy on you, I promise. Okay, that's great. not um, true. <laughs> We're not gonna go easy on you, but we'll have fun. How okay, great. That? that sounds good. Okay, well, that's good. what she's here for. Just to comfort everyone. And I'm yeah. just like, listen. Perfect. I'm gonna lie. It's like good cop, bad cop kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cool. Um, so you okay, so like backstory. Mm -hmm. You're from Australia. I am born and kind of raised, or how long were you yeah, there? Yeah, I was. I was born there in Melbourne, and I lived there until I was like twenty-one. Okay, and then moved to London, and then I moved here like ten years ago. So, oh wow, yeah, only ten years here. I mean, I yeah. Guess, how do you like it? I love it now. Yeah, I hated it for a really long time. Did you, you did Why? before I moved here? Because I think when I first came here for like press and stuff, I only really experienced. West Hollywood, Beverly Hills. And oh, I just yeah. was like, this is not, yeah, it's not for I me. I have an allergic reaction to those places. Yeah, so. I can't. <laughs> I'm not like, I only go that, like to those places to go to the dentist. So that's exactly. kind of, it's like right? doctor, medical related. Yeah, exactly. It's the only way you'll get me there. Yeah. I am no, it's with not, you. <laughs> it's not a pleasant, well, I'm, some people love it. It's just not my vibe. But, right. um, but yeah, then I lived in London and then I just couldn't afford London anymore because it's oh. insanely expensive. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, well, I guess I'm going to move to LA. And then I found like the East side and now I love it. Right. And once you find your people, like LA is like a million different cities in one. Like For you sure. can find your own little pocket. Yeah, I think, too, that oftentimes when people move here for acting, they're introduced to a certain mm -hmm. side of Los Angeles that doesn't encompass the whole landscape of what LA has to offer. Totally. Oh, yeah. yeah. And as you like ease into it, you're like, oh, there's actually good people out here. Yeah. And, and I know. think also it's like because the whole town feels like it's all in the same industry. Right. At first, that can be really terrifying. Like mm -hmm. there is a pressure I feel here that I don't really feel anywhere else where I'm kind of like suddenly very aware of like the way that I look and the uh, fact that mm. I'm being valued for that or whatever. However, because everyone's in the same industry, it means you can meet so many people that are dealing with the same 
sure. bullshit that you're dealing with, you know? Yeah, yeah. and it is bullshit. It's real. <laughs> it's really is bullshit. Yeah, it's hard. You know, I'm raising a daughter here, but Olivia and I both are, we're raised here. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's home and it, it kind of is a little different. I think for us, we have a different relationship with it because of that, but there is that side of it. And I definitely, you know, you have to take into account like raise, and you just don't want them to, well, with all of the social media and everything else and mm-hmm. like putting too much attention on the outer is like, yeah. yeah, you have to, you have to work hard and as a parent, especially to yeah, make sure there. Yeah. Do you want kids? Yeah. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I do. But it's that kind of thing where I'm like, I always thought, because my parents had me when they were like 22. Wow. Yeah. Young. And they were, yeah, and real immature. (laughs) (laughs) They did their very best, but no, they're amazing people, but they were kids when they had me. Yeah. Um, But so I've always had young parents and I've always thought, oh, I'm going to be a young parent. was like, I'm going to, I'm going to have my first kid when I'm 25. And then I was like, well, maybe 27. Well, maybe I'm cut to now I'm 34 and I'm like, can I just have a couple more years before I have to do it, you know, but. Yeah, take your years. <laughs> yeah. I know, but it's so like, I was talking to my boyfriend about this the other day. It's like, it's so fucking unfair that. Oh, yeah. If I want to have kids, I have to do it kind of now-ish. I mean, I have a little bit of time. Yeah. But there's a window. And he wants to do it sooner than I do. Wow. Mm. And I'm like, you could literally. Yeah. We could get married, we could get divorced in 10 years, and you could go have a kid if you wanted to, Ten, like 10 years from now. I know, it's so right. fucked up. <laughs> it's so fucked up. But the egg freezing is a thing. That's true. Which I, I've, I've said this before, that I want to scream it from the mountains that mm-hmm. f- everybody should freeze their eggs. Because I've seen so many people struggle with that later. Yeah. It's not a choice you can make later, yeah. right? I know, totally. So that's the beauty of this day and age is that if you want to wait to have kids, you can. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's actually true. true. You're at, at the perfect age, I think, in time. Like, if you do want to do that, maybe something to look yeah. into. I know it's, you know, it's a... It's, that's why we brought you here. That's okay. why you're... We're, <laughs> we're you down. Your it's eggs. an intervention. <laughs> but no, you know, and it's expensive and it's not, like, super accessible yeah. to everybody. Yeah. But if you can do it, we highly totally. encourage it. It's also the kind of thing, like, I'm, I'm with the person that I'm gonna be right. with yeah. at least for the foreseeable future he wants kids I want kids I've I literally talked to my therapist about this every week and she's <laughs> like has made the same suggestion like yeah freeze your eggs yeah. but also you're never gonna feel ready no right. you're not no so no. just like you know you're not ever gonna feel you might ready. at some point if you want to do it you're gonna have to just do it right that's the only way to do it <laughs> that's the only way to do <laughs> it it's your only just choice if you want to do it do yeah. it yeah. Totally. But it's it's getting like it's nice. I just feel like when I was a kid, people who had kids were so just seemed so old and lame. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Of course. And now like so many of my friends are having kids and I'm like, oh, these people can still be their own. They're not just their whole personality isn't mom. Right. You know? Right. Not ever not the whole world revolves. I mean, yeah, I think there's also different types of people and parents and how they yeah, approach totally. it. You know. For sure. I think I'm too much like mom to a fault. <laughs> like I can know. so see myself. I know that's going to be me too. The right. way that I mother my dog, I'm just like, I'm screwed. <laughs> my kids are going to be my whole life. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, I think also as you get older, at least for me in my experience, is that you're like, oh, when I have kids, like I don't want to be that old person that's lame and does yeah. nothing. And then you get to that age and you're like, you know what I want? 
I want to be that person that yes, does nothing. That does nothing. <laughs> like yeah, totally. stays at home and like, yeah, you know, sure. so it kind of like creeps up on you. Mm-hmm. But okay, so you've been here for 10 years. Yeah. Growing up in Australia. Mm-hmm. And you said it was different. I just want to go back to this because I yeah. think it's really important. Like being in Los Angeles and having that pressure of mm-hmm. yeah, how people perceive you, mm-hmm. your looks, what you do as an actress, like yeah. your body, all of that being yeah. looked at, right? Yeah. Do you find that incredibly different than in Australia? No, not necessarily. I think I think especially like in the film and TV industry in Australia, it's exactly the same. But mm. I think because it sometimes feels in LA like you can't escape the industry, mm-hmm. like it's everything and everywhere. Um, but I also, I mean, I started acting when I was eight years old and I'm glad that I did in a way. I mean, I wanted to do it and it was... It was your choice, like at eight, you it was, knew. It was my, ch- I mean, look, if my eight-year-old came to me and was like, I want to be an actor, I'd be like, absolutely not. Right. But my parents didn't know any better. They were like, okay, this is, I did an audition, I got the part, and then I just kept, just kind of kept right. happening. So um, I'm glad I did it, and I'm glad I've now been, it's nice to be like, well, I've been doing this for 25 years. Yeah. Kind of, you know. Yeah. But I'm working through it, but I think it has really, I hope not irreversibly, but what it has done to my uh, opinion of my physical self Mm. is so damaging. And that's coming from someone who was, I was one of the lucky ones. I've never been told to like lose weight. I've never been, but you just, it's this like psychic energy that you feel. And these little things that I remember one of the first movies I did, I was like eight or nine. Um, I was in like a, like a one piece bathing suit. And I was a really skinny, gangly little kid, but I had like a little pot belly. And the director, who was like a 60-year-old man, mm. patted me on the belly. It was like <gasps> after the Christmas holidays, he patted me on the belly. And he was like, oh, looks like someone's had a bit too much Christmas pudding. And as an eight-year-old, I was like, I don't, what? But it's, that man's voice is still in my it's head. Yeah. Stuck it's with wild. You. It's yeah. just like <gasps> when you grow up, Yeah. when you grow up like feeling like you are valued for a certain thing, it's hard not to value yourself mm-hmm. for that. It's like a big thing to like break out of, you know? Yeah. Right. But but I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is this is really important conversation yeah. and a conversation I think that is more interesting, at least to me, than most conversations. Because mm-hmm. I think that whether someone's in this industry or not, a lot of females deal oh, with yeah. that. Mm, yeah. And especially with social media nowadays mm. where everyone's filtering themselves and modifying themselves and yeah. all of that. I think that those voices that we hear in our head. Mm-hmm. Also, it's not just about what do we internalize and make it mean of ourselves, but it's getting the attention out there that people's words can harm you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, especially Children. Children. Yeah. Children. <laughs> Children. I no, I, you know, it's so, so you were eight years old. My daughter's mm-hmm. eight. So I'm thinking, oh my God, things going in stick with you. And then I just remembered something in second grade that happened to me. Like mm-hmm. a little boy made fun of me and it stuck with me, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, until I got into probably my thirties, mid thirties to be like, eh, whatever, you know, yeah. but like these things and they stick with you and you're just like, oh, it just tripped me out so much. I'm like, oh my God, what's being said to my daughter? What's she yeah. going to take with her? Yeah. But it's, Oh, God. Just but that. then there's also so much, because I know that my mom, 
has things that she's like, oh, I remember I said this to you when you were a kid and I felt so bad about it and I regret it so much. And I'm like, I don't remember that at all. Right. So right, it's really, exactly. it just yeah. depends no, it, what's it depends. gonna we don't know what's gonna in there. Dick. Yeah. No, but I think, I think um, being like an eight-year-old and having your first job and having an old man who is ostensibly like your boss, like your right. first boss, yeah. who yeah. tells you that you have a pot belly, you're like, that's okay. I guess I'm, I guess there's something wrong with me and I should fix it. Like, it's just really, it's wild. And then I also think that the positive reinforcement in terms of the way you look can have a really negative effect because Mm. you, when you are praised for looking a certain way, it means that in your kind of quiet moments when you don't have anyone reflecting yourself back at you, you're like, well, what am I worth if no one's looking? Mm. What am I worth if no one's like telling me that I look good? It's really like a trip. And that's the baby thing is like, yeah. I don't want to be a person who's worried about what it will do to my body, but oh. that little voice is in yeah. there. Yeah. You know? yeah, of course it is. You know, yeah. I will say this, though, it, it, at least in my experience, having a baby healed that for me mm. because wow. it was the first time in my body that I was loving it in a way that I gave it the space to be what it was. Mm. And like, I was very mindful that I wasn't going to be mean to myself while having mm. that human inside of me, yeah. right? And so I feel like that was one of the most powerful things that helped me heal whether body dysmorphia mm-hmm. or any of – I still have it a little bit. You definitely have it. I definitely have it. But, um, <laughs> but like most of us do, honestly. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 But, but it does help, It right? does, yeah. Well, I remember, you know, I gained like 45 pounds maybe, something – you know, mm-hmm. and I remember thinking, not even thinking though, it was just like, well, I have a baby in me. It was actually yeah. the best experience because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, my body's like doing this because there's a human. You're making a human. You're making yeah. a human. And of course you have all those, the the thoughts in your mind, like, am I going to get stretch marks? Like religiously putting on the creams yeah. and like mm-hmm. doing all the things because that's still there, yep. you yeah. know, for sure. But also I was like, eh, like I yeah. can go around with, this body and it's so unfamiliar but it's also like the best thing yeah totally you know and like I know intellectually that the way I look is actually irrelevant when it comes to my worth like I know that yeah I know that when I'm on my deathbed I'm not I'm not gonna be like well kind of wish my abs were flatter do you know like no one (laughs) it doesn't matter right and I feel like I do a really good job of looking at other people through a lens of it doesn't matter mm-hmm. but it's just the the inner critic when it comes to myself right it's like this battle between your kind of logical adult brain and then this thing in your body that's like be you have to be skinny you have to be the, it's like really right. it's fucking exhausting it's honestly. exhausting it's really exhausting but i have to say so you know if it seems like that you're very comfortable with your body and being nude in films yeah. and like yeah, I, it's really weird. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's really strange. Yeah, no, I get it. You do? Yeah, because I I feel like I under remember we talked about this this morning. Like if I were oh, to yeah. have the roles mm-hmm. that you do, I would right. feel totally great about it. Like it mm-hmm. wouldn't cause me discomfort because But it's also just like a So I'm I'm a very kind of nervous person in general. I'm not particularly like I'm not like that brave in my everyday life, but mm acting from the very beginning has just felt like a way to completely escape myself. Mm -hmm. And so for some reason, 
any time like nude scenes came up, I was like so gung-ho about it, which sounds totally contradictory after everything I've just been saying, but they actually felt weirdly healing to me because Mm -hmm. it was kind of like in this moment, I don't care what my body looks like because I'm not me. Me. Mm. You know? Yeah. Whereas if someone, I got asked, I did a film when I was 21 called Sucker Punch, which is probably like, yeah, yeah. Was like a very, you know, yeah, there were no nude. Yeah. It was a big movie. Yeah. There were no nude scenes, but it was very much like in a tiny little outfit. Mm -hmm. And I got asked to do a a Maxim cover Mm -hmm. to promote that. And I was like, no. I can't, wow. I can't, I can't. And I, and I, I sort of, the way that I explained it to people was like, you know, I don't want to, that's not, I don't want to be on the cover of Maxim. Like that's dumb. But truthfully, it was like, I can't show off my body when it's my body. It's really weird. It's I like, get that. Yeah. I think that's one of the draws to acting though for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. At least in my experience, I always loved acting because it gives you a break from being yourself and you can like yeah. go into all those dark shadow work or or the extroverted part of you, or the sexual part, any part of you that you're not that comfortable accessing, totally, it becomes a vehicle for that. Yeah, and no one can really, at least to me, it feels that no one can judge it. It's like, well, it's not me. And also, like, you like it or you don't like it, that's that's subjective. It's kind of like, it's fine. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, you know, it's so interesting because I was always, like, when I was younger, like, no— no nudity. Like, I almost mm-hmm. lost roles, you know, mm-hmm. saying, like, I won't do that. And now that I'm older, I'm like, now that my body's been through childbirth, like, everything, yeah. I'm like, yeah, let's show it, which is so bad. You're like, you should no, that's show awesome. it when you're younger and, like, perky and, like. But I know, I think show it when you're older. Show, I think show it when your body's been through some shit. I think, no yeah. one's asking me to be naked anymore. No. When I was 20, everyone wanted me to be naked. And now it's like, no one's asking. Oh, my but. God. But I remember Sucker Punch. Like, everybody wanted that movie. It was so big and, like, mm-hmm. such an ensemble. But you got the lead in it. And it was Zack Snyder, right? Yeah. And that was huge. Yeah. And it was, like, kind of a life-changing experience for me. Because it was actually, I mean, that film could have so easily been, like, a really unhealthy Mm. experience. But we went into the gym just because um, we were training. And I think, you know, I mean, it's it's hot girls in a movie. Mm -hmm. I think if, so Zack Snyder is one of the kindest, most wonderful people Thank God. If he had have been <laughs> the I mean, guy from your eight-year-old movie. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like it could have been, it could have gone so wrong. Mm. But we were training for like three or four months before we started filming. And from the top down, from like Zach down, it was made really clear, like you're not training because we want your bodies to look any different. You're training because we want you to be strong. We want you to do as many of your stunts as possible. And it was really like, I love all of those girls so much, still love all of them so much. And we just like bonded and it just felt really like, it was actually probably the time in my life where I cared the least about what my body looked like. Mm. Cause I was so fucking strong. I was like deadlifting. And then we would go out every night, all of us, and just like eat burgers together. And it was just <laughs> like, it felt really, I think when people see, I, I know a lot of criticism about that movie was like, oh, it's just like, girls looking cute and fighting but for me the experience of making the movie was really empowering Mm -hmm. actually that's so cool yeah it was very cool and then they were like 
and now do a Maxim cover. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> well, good for you. You know, sticking to whatever your gut and your instinct mm -hmm. tells you. Because I will say like the first photo shoot I ever did was one of those magazines mm -hmm. and they still circulate. And I'm like, oh my God, like I can't look at those, you know? I mean, it's fine. How did you feel doing it at the time though? Did it feel bad or <sighs> I was or so good? young. Yeah. I don't think I care. You know, I was like, That's whatever. Awesome, yeah. You know, I, I think it was, I was fine with it. It wasn't like a, you know, an, an inner battle with myself. But mm -hmm. I'm always like when they still circulate, I'm like, oh, God, guys, we're just 20 years old here. <laughs> like, yeah. Can we just like stop with that? But yeah, but there are, do you find, you know, you've had 25 years mm -hmm. of career. Do you have things that you look at are there any regrets? Or, oh my God, yes. Yeah. Kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, actually, wait, let me rephrase that. <laughs> there are a lot of things I've done that I think are not good, but do I regret them? I don't know because I've taken a few films because I needed to pay my rent mm -hmm. and a few of them have been really bad and I don't like, I don't like shitting on people in public so I'm not gonna like yeah. name check the movies but like they paid my rent and you know I had decent yeah. experiences there was one film I did where um it was made very clear from the beginning that I was only there to look cute and that felt like kind of a damaging mm. experience um and after that I was like wow I think I'd rather be broke than do a film that I really, really don't believe in just to make a good paycheck. Um, but regrets, not really. I mean, what's the point, really, is that's yeah. done? Yeah. What's I'm, happened? I feel that way. Broad Ideas is supported by Talkspace. Do you think seeing a therapist or psychiatrist would be helpful, but you don't have the time to actually find one and meet with them or afford them? Try Talkspace by doing everything online. Talkspace has made getting the help you want easy, accessible, and affordable. Sometimes people wait until something bad happens to talk to a therapist, but why wait? You can get a therapist through Talkspace. Therapy can help you shift your perspective, find tools to cope in difficult times, and be a guiding light. Getting started is the important part. Talkspace makes it easy and affordable. I love easy, I love affordable, and I love therapy. I am such a fan, and I think it really is good advice to start before something bad happens because you are learning the tools to deal when it does. Talkspace is secure and private, using the latest end-to-end bank-grade encryption technology to store client information and complying with the latest HIPAA regulations. Talkspace is affordable and in-network with most major insurers. As a listener of this podcast, you'll get $100 off your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com slash ideas. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash ideas to get $100 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash ideas. Broad Ideas is supported by Factor. Power up for springtime with Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Get nutritious, chef-prepared meals delivered straight to your door, leaving you time and energy to tackle everything on your to-do list. I don't have time to think about meal planning. I love Factor. Everything comes to your house ready. And my favorite part is there's not as much mess. I'm such a mess, and I don't have to clean it up. Want to cut back on takeout? Get Factor instead. 
Not only is Factor cheaper than takeout, but meals are ready faster than restaurant delivery in just two minutes. Put the time and money you save towards planning activities for when the weather warms up. Eating vegan or veggie is a snap with Factor. Because each meal is prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, you know that your Factor meal has all of the ingredients you want and nothing you don't. And if you're looking to mix it up, you can add a protein to select vegan or veggie meals each week. Head to factormeals.com ideas50 and use code ideas50 to get 50% off your first box. That's code ideas50 at factormeals.com ideas50 to get 50% off your first box. I always like to look at things through a spiritual lens and Mm -hmm. think like, okay, if you're experiencing one thing and it continues to happen, that there's some sort of lesson for you specifically in that. Mm -hmm. And like, I feel like with you, it's been about your looks, right? Mm. In a sense. So if that's something that has occurred many times, have you looked deeper into the why of that or what it's here to teach you? Yeah, I don't I think I think it's the lesson that I'm supposed to be learning is that it doesn't matter and that I'm my worth doesn't come from that. Mm. But it's really hard to kind of break away from that part of myself. What do you do to break away from that part of yourself? I mean, I I age and I have to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> but do you have I mean? any like, you know, I'm big into like the self-love and yeah. like how we talk to ourselves yeah. and how we re program those mm-hmm. neuro pathways that have had these negative stories. Totally. Right? Yeah. Is there anything that you do to remind yourself of your worth or affirmations or any of that stuff? This is this is something that I've really since the pandemic have really been kind of I mean the pandemic happened weirdly at for me personally kind of at the right time, which sounds like a shitty thing to say. It was obviously really horrible for most people, but um I was at a point where I needed to like stop and reflect for a while because I was Mm. just my inner self and my outer self were completely at odds with one another I was like very depressed but I refused to share that with anyone because I'm like a people pleaser and I Mm. just was wearing myself out so much um and I actually went and got treatment for depression during the pandemic because I was just like, I work really hard, I push myself like crazy, and then I just go home and am so exhausted, like, in my bones, because I have not only put everything into my work, but I've put everything into pretending to be fine. Mm. And so, yeah, I went and got help, and it was the best thing I've ever done. And now it's, like, just a constant... I mean, you ask what I do to, f- I do so many things. Like it's such, <laughs> no, a, that's it's such a like helpful though to hear. Yeah. yeah. It's like a 25 pronged approach. Like I have to work out or I'm going right. to feel like shit. Right. I have to take my medication or I'm going to feel like shit. Mm-hmm. I have to see my therapist. Like I have to spend a good amount of time with my dog every day. I mm-hmm. have to like, it's all part of it. And I also like the affirmations thing is really hard for me and it is something I'm trying to learn to do but I'm still in that phase of like oh this feels yucky Mm, you know like it just feels really I think also growing up in Australia where there's like a real there's like a real tall poppy syndrome but also there's this thing in Australian culture where it's like not and I think it's changing a lot now actually but it's like not it's not okay to like yourself 
right. it's kind of like so much of our sense of humor is just like self-deprecating mm. and like I think the idea of saying to myself I love you makes me so embarrassed oh. like it's something that I'm really trying to trying to shake and trying to get rid of and you attribute that to yeah. growing up in Australia part, partly that and I think also starting acting really young mm -hmm. and then still going to school I mean I bullying is probably a strong word but people were just kind of like oh you're that girl on tv you're so shit and I was like oh yeah I am <laughs> like my way to kind of protect myself was to be like whatever bad thing you have to say about me I'm gonna say it first right so mm. that and that voice became really strong for me where it got to the point that my natural inner monologue was just self-criticism constantly. And it's a thing that I'm still now trying to like, trying to get out of. The one thing I, I would say <laughs> that I think that it feels cheesy for everyone, mm -hmm. regardless of the culture. I think that it's something that is not a natural nor yeah, normal thing totally. to be like, I love myself, I love myself. But one of the things that helped me drastically was, let's say we take that a picture of you at eight. Mm -hmm. When that guy did the belly thing mm -hmm. and you printed up a picture of her and you started to say, I love you to her. Yeah. Right. This is, yes, this is exactly <laughs> what my therapist, my therapist is all about the inner child. I'm obsessed work. with the inner it's child. It's kind of therapist. Lori got leave. No, <laughs> no it, it's such a game changer because you can be one step removed and be like, oh, there's like still that little girl inside of me that's hurt. Totally. And it, can we say I love you to that part? Right. Yeah. 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 You know, and then you get comfortable doing that over and over mm -hmm. and over again to the point where you integrate those parts and you're like, oh, I'm that little girl. Yeah, totally. needs to hear that she's doing good and that she's, I yeah. am enough. Like Totally. And my therapist's way actually of finally convincing me that that work would be useful for me was when we started talking about me wanting to have kids at some point in the not too distant future and she was like if you don't if you don't heal that i mean it sounds so woo woo but like if you don't heal that inner child you're gonna take it out on your actual child mm. it's gonna be it's like and i was like shit okay i don't <laughs> i don't want to do that right. i don't want to put this on anyone else you know so the way she got me into it is she was like okay so if you can't look because my first response, honestly, she was like, can you love your eight-year-old self? And I was like, no, she was fucking annoying. Like, I was so annoying as an eight-year-old. She was like, okay, imagine that she's your daughter. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah she's okay. She was pretty sweet, actually. It took a while to get there. Yeah. It does for most people. Yeah. Yeah, I still have to work on it. I'm still hard on my little self. But, mm -hmm. you know, having a daughter, it's kind of like, I think makes it, I don't know if it makes it easier or just. I'm applying it more with her. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's why I kind of put myself off a little bit. But I, I don't know how open you are about this, but you said you went and got treatment mm -hmm. for depression. Yeah. What kind it's of— the first time I've talked about it, but really? why not? Yeah, we talk about it all the time. We do. Yeah, all I, the time. Yeah. We're, it was we're my depressed first time, as fuck right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> my first time dealing with depression in the past few years, so I'm mm -hmm. curious what you turned to to help you. So the reason I actually maybe wouldn't have spoken about this today, but on the way over here I was listening to— the radio and they were talking about John Fetterman who has just like gone into the the senator who's just like gone into treatment for depression and was mm. really open about it and I was like that's so cool and inspiring and like we should 
be able to talk about that because yeah. there's nothing there wrong with getting There shouldn't be a stigma. Right. Yeah, no, sure. But a big part of it was my partner. He, it kind of got to a point where I just was not functioning and he was kind of like, I love you so much. I don't know if I can give you as much help as you need. And it, that was the thing that clicked me into like, okay, I can't, it's not healthy to be in a relationship and for one person to be like the caregiver. It's just not, mm. it's not sustainable. Um, and so then the pandemic hit and I was like, what else have I got to do right now? So I went to, I like shipped off to Arizona, went to like a, a treatment facility. And I think actually the one reason I haven't spoken about it yet is because I think naturally people hear that an actress went into treatment. They're like, it was drugs. Right. <laughs> and like it, it wasn't drugs, but also, you know, having problems with drugs is also a legitimate thing that people yeah, go through. Mm -hmm. It was like mostly a drug treatment center. I was one of like five people who were there just for being sad. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But it was it was just like it was like a boot camp. It was like a mental health boot camp and it was incredible. It was just like you have to get up every day at six. You have to like write down your feelings. You have like four hours of therapy a day, like group therapy. So much of it felt so cringy and embarrassing at yeah. first. And then by the end, I was like, it was it was wild. Shouting just, your feelings. Yeah, totally. Like 100%. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it was the scariest thing I've ever done. Mm. But it was the it was the best thing I've ever done. It was just like it was huge, and I came out as like a different person. It was really wild. That's amazing. And it's really it's also like I feel incredibly privileged to have had the means mm -hmm. to like to pay for that. There were a lot of people there who were um, who were ex military who had PTSD, mm -hmm. and you know they got to go. I mean, I feel like everyone should get to do that shit for free. Like your insurance could, should cover that. Yeah, <laughs> agreed. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, but unless you're a veteran, I think to go to a good place, you just have to pay a bunch of money. And I feel really lucky that I was able to do that mm -hmm. because I think, yeah, I would just, my life would be very different now. I'd still just, because I mean, going to therapy is amazing, but sometimes it's doing that once a week is not quite enough. Sometimes right. you need just a more focused, like... And I'm also just kind of an all or nothing person. I was like, well, fuck it. Yeah. I'm just going to do it and literally just think about my trauma for 60 days. Oh, 60, oh, yeah. 60 or, days. Sounds great. Yeah. It was amazing. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I've always amazing. wanted to do sign that. Sign me up. I'm like, totally. sign me up. I yeah. know. I've been thinking about that like recently because we know someone else that went, you know, to treatment. Like there's the places you go and you're mm -hmm. so removed and you can just focus on it all. Yeah. And I brought up to Olivia, I was like, but if you have kids, how do you do it? Seriously. <laughs> you know, that's like my first thought. And and I guess that's You put to, them in trusted hands. Well, yes. But, you know, I don't know. It, that's my one, yeah. like, anxiety with it. But I think it would be so awesome and beneficial. And Yeah. Right, if you have the means. like I, Yeah, totally. You know, and the focus on mental health, and like you said, being open and talking about it openly. Mm -hmm. Because so many people deal Seriously. with, you know, all of this. And yeah. it's nice to know that you're not alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's also kind of taking a mask off and you end up feeling more acclimated in yourself when you stop trying to pretend everything's okay. And totally. you're just like, yeah, for me, I've suffered from depression for a long time on and off. And yeah. the more open we are about it and with other people, 
it's like very few and far between don't. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and a lot of people don't even have, you know, the words to describe what they're experiencing. They just yeah. know something's off mm-hmm. or they don't feel right. And the fact that it's not talked about every day mm-hmm. yeah. is bananas. I know. It's insane. It's really crazy. And especially now with like, I mean, so many teenagers are yes. dealing with yeah. social media and everything are dealing with like such intense depression and like suicidal ideation. It's like, I think if we keep... If we keep pretending that this is like an abnormal thing that shouldn't be talked about, that's shameful, it's not. No. You know. Yeah. It's just kind of. Yeah. yeah shame's a whole other thing. Yeah. I know. Seriously. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and you think like so grateful it didn't grow up with social media, but now we're mm. raising these kids that it's all around. And it's like the relationship oh. with it, the filtering. But also like how can you not be depressed looking at that all day? It's depressing. Yeah. It's depressing. I'll have to take breaks from Me Instagram. Too. Like yeah. when I was really going through it, I took six weeks off, like didn't open it. And I mm-hmm. had to, because it's such like a sense memory and an addiction, I would just pick up my phone and I'd be looking at the news, like yeah. reading that, like that was my app to like go to. And that was not any better it's, yeah, as no, far seriously. as depression goes, but it's just become this addiction and you can't. And oh, my I know. I was off it for five years. <gasps> oh, Wow. And I actually just went back on Instagram three days ago. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I like. Wow. I don't know what happened. I was just like, this is not good for my brain. Mm-hmm. Right. It doesn't. I'm so obsessed with it, even though I know that I don't actually care. So what am I doing? Right. right. And then one day I just stopped looking at it and I stopped posting and I kept my Instagram up mm-hmm. and running. But I just did. I didn't look at it mm. for five years. And then a few times I went to go back and I would check, like, stupidly check, like, DMs and have all these weirdo, like, old yeah. dudes. To just, and I was like, no, <sighs> I don't think so. Not not for me. And then the only reason I went back on is because I have this show coming out. Um, just a little segue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have this show coming out and I just – it's like a very vulnerable thing for me. It's the first time I've ever done comedy. It was me just being like, I mean, speaking of shame, I just feel like so many of my choices or something that's always the thing that hinders my creativity is like embarrassment and shame. Hmm. And so I went into this show because I was like, I need to do something where I just embarrass myself and maybe fall flat on my face in public. I got to do it. Like I just want to maybe fail spectacularly, that's fine. I need to do that because I need to stop being so precious about not making a fool of myself. Mm. Um, so I did this comedy and it's it's me and like nine other women. There's like not a single dude in it. And it's just <laughs> this really silly, fun, amazing show and it's coming out soon. And I was like, you know, this is actually a good reason to be on social media, to be like, hi, we want a season two. Please watch our show. Yeah. What's <laughs> it called? It's called, it's called Class of 07. It's on Prime Video. It is about a 10-year high school reunion at like a Catholic girls' school. And while the girls are at their reunion, the apocalypse hits and they get (laughs) stuck in their school. And it's really fun. And it's really all of the girls are like they're the funniest group of people I've ever met in my life. And we just had such a blast making it. So anyway, social media, that's why I'm back because I'm just like, okay. But I went on it the other day and I posted about the show and then I was looking at all the comments and I was like, I couldn't get off it all mm. day. And then at the end of the night, I was like, okay, I'm done with my phone. I'm not 
I'm not looking at this anymore. And I sat down on the couch with my boyfriend and I was like, oh my God, I'm depressed. Like I just had this crazy like serotonin injection. Mm-hmm. Yep. And now I'm like, because we usually will like sit down and read or watch a movie every night. And I'm usually so content doing that. But I was watching this movie and I was like, oh, I just, ugh. like I need a, I need like a jolt. I need like a I need, yeah, I need, I need a, a hit. hit. I need yeah. to like click on something. I yes. need like I need someone to like like my picture or <laughs> or even like I need someone to like talk shit about me so that I can get you know like get even mapped. Yeah, yes. yeah, totally. Yes. Like oh, fuels yeah. me. I was like, do you ever oh, respond? Is, I used to sometimes. Yeah, I did a few times and it was really silly. <laughs> yeah, because I just got too into it. Why do you have a face on like... No, no. I always want to. Like, <laughs> I, I get heated so easily. Uh-huh. What I do now, though, if there's anything like really negative, I just trash it. Yeah. I delete it. I'm yeah. like, there's no point in putting this out there. Mm-mm. I'm not going to respond to it, but I'm going to remove it. Because yeah, totally. I don't need that out Mm-mm. out there. Yeah. And I don't always, but like if I do see, I'm like, oh, what? what's the point? Like yeah. why? Like these people commenting, you know, from the privacy of their home, whatever they're doing. And it's like, I know. I just, I just yeah. Put it in the trash bin. <laughs> yeah. But I would always have the tendency to be like, um, someone would say something shitty about me. And I, there was this part of me that always wanted to be like, I don't know what's going on in your life right yeah. now that's making you so hurt, that's making you lash out at me. It's like, stop, stop. You don't yeah. need to put your energy into this. So now I just, I mean, I say now, the last three days that yeah. I've been on Instagram, I just don't even look at the comments that aren't from my friends mm-hmm, right I just I'm like I have yeah. to kind of glaze yeah you glaze have, it's a muscle it. you have to train I've yeah. had to learn that doing yeah. this podcast mm-hmm. which I did look at another one the other day yeah I've been really good not looking because uh-huh. it was I told her I'm like don't read <laughs> it was you like know. it was hurting yeah. my feelings and I was yeah, like yeah. okay you got to get a thicker skin but I realized I was like oh I did get a little bit of a thicker skin because mm-hmm. I saw a comment and it was like oh Olivia's snobbery Snobbery. Oh, I'm That's so Rob. snobby. No, I was going to say, you Rachel seem like a total snob. should do it without Olivia because she's <gasps> such a snob or something, what? which is hilarious because I'm like, really rude. I, I grew up Furthest with like thing. Yeah. nothing, but um, but I realized I'm like, oh, wait, my skin is getting a little thicker to it. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas yeah. before it would like hurt. And now I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You just don't. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Like I, the best advice I gave her in the beginning was like, don't read, don't Mm-mm. read them. Just, but of course yeah. you can't help it. Like you're saying, like really it's hard. what you're saying though. It's like sometimes like you hit. just want a hit yeah. of something. You're like, yeah. let me go look at this. Yeah. But you know, it's going to ignite you. Totally. Right. Yeah. But absolutely. I think that's the thing. We were sitting here before you walked in and I kept going to reach for my phone. I'm like, I don't want to reach for my yeah. phone anymore. I know. And so I'm like, just let it be there. But I can feel the pull to be like, let me. Yeah. It's like a check what? We're all addicted to it. Mm -hmm. It's really, even when I was off Instagram for that long, there was still something that I was. On your phone. Yeah. yeah. There's always like something to look at. Constant contact. I got this app, you guys. What? I I will say it helps so much. It's called. TikTok. (laughs) It's called TikTok. (laughs) You can see girls without their tops on. No, it's called Impulse. I do not work for them, but it's like brain games. 
oh. to help your concentration, to help your peripheral vision, to take like weird personality tests. Oh, like, I've that been, sounds great. Like, targeted for that before. <laughs> well, they 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 got me. <laughs> but it when I need also that, also addictive though. It is. Yeah, I know. I'm like, wait, that sounds like another reason to grab your phone and do something. But it, for me, I'm like, if I'm gonna be spending my time doing something, yeah. if I need that little like checkout, at least it's something that's building my totally memory bank or whatever. Well, I had this. Yeah, like our kids are playing these games and they're mindless games, you know, mm-hmm. and then you're kind of like that balance of like, should they be playing things that's actually like helping their brain? Yes. But then like a little bit of the, like, is that okay? Because, yeah. you know, growing up, we definitely like Nintendo and all that. I mean, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going on a whole segue here, but I, I, it's all about just being addicted to technology in one way or another, you know? I know. Like, I know. Like, even when I'm not on my phone, I'm, I watch so much TV. Like, it's <laughs> fucked up. It's what do you really? Watch? Yeah. Everything. I mean, right now I'm watching um, Poker Face, the oh, Natasha yeah. Leone. It's so good? good. I just love her. Me too. She's yeah. just like so fun to watch. And it's like serial- serialized. Is that the right word? Where it's a different. Antho- yeah. It's an anthology? Yeah. 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 It's the great. Same thing. Mm-hmm. It's just like <laughs> she's like an investigator or she's like. It's a different like crime every week. Yeah. And it's just really like that's fun. I like something that's kind of smart, but I can also turn my brain off. Yeah. Too. Yeah. I always, you know, I try to motivate to watch all those things. And then I am like, I can't, I need to just put on The Bachelor or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like I can't, like, I can't focus once I'm But off. I think that's okay <laughs> too, right? Like if that's your way to turn your brain off. Yeah. I mean, you know, right? that's another judgment thing where there's so totally. many like judgments or whatever, but I definitely come with my reality. Yeah. Uh, guilty pleasures. Did I you have... watch the Pamela Anderson documentary? No, I haven't watched it yet. So good. I need to watch that. I feel like you'd like it just because of the messaging in it and yeah. like what she goes through. And How'd yeah. you like it, Rob? I didn't watch it. <laughs> I saw Pam and Tommy though. I did. What too. do you mean? Oh, the I did. How was it? I, I I liked it, but I I don't love that Pamela Anderson was like I didn't want this to be made and I didn't know about it. Like I said, she didn't know me. about it. No, not when they first started making it. Apparently, yeah, she doesn't have great not. feelings towards it. Yeah, um, so no, I know. It dampens the show a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it feels a little problematic. But both of those performances were really great. They did a great job. The but, actors. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I'm also. This is so basic. Every true crime thing, I'm on top of it. Obsessed. Have you seen the um, the Sarah Lawrence cult? No. No, Stolen Youth? Oh, my God. I just heard about this yesterday. I'm going to watch it tonight. It is. She she does it right before bed, though, and I feel like. I do, too. You do, too? It's cozy. It comforts me. me Why? What's wrong with our brains? And it's such a, it's specifically like women. Women. Love it. Controlled danger. Yeah, Who totally. Who was it? Teresa? Was Teresa saying? The true crime, like right before bed. I think it's a thing. A lot of it's people do it. It's an Australian thing. She's Australian too. Oh, yeah. Teresa Palmer? Yeah. She's such a sweetie. Isn't like, she? We were like, yeah, we bet is. they know each other. Yeah. They're Australian We all actresses. know each other. Yeah. <laughs> Did you watch the one, it was called The Sins of Our Mother? Yes. Oh my God. I just watched that on Saturday and I was just, my mind was just blown. I was totally. like, how? But it's really, I really question why... When I've gone through all the true crime shows, which I have right now, like I have none left. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I've seen all of them. There's a part of me that's like, like Eddie will be like, "What do you want to watch?" I'm like, "Oh, I just want like something murdery. I just want like yeah. murdery." <laughs> Why? It's disturbing. I have a theory. Yeah, and this is this. Oh, yeah. I've I said like it before, theory. but this is my theory. 
I feel like it raises your cortisol levels mm. and it raises that it's like fight, flight, or freeze, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And it takes everything in us to follow the story. We have to know what's going on, right? Mm. So that part of us is activated. You can't think. Yeah. You're present. That's great. Right? Yeah, I and like so that theory. And so it's like, I think we crave being present so much that yeah. even if it's fear-based, we're in the moment. Right? Yeah. And you don't have to True. work for it. You're just there. You don't have to work yeah. for it. You're not thinking about your laundry or your to-dos yeah. or what needs to be done. You're just right there, boom, in that moment. Yeah. Totally. That's my theory. In a murderous moment. Yeah. Well, it's kind of, it keeps it's, you like engaged. I know. I know. I can't. Even like reading things. I uh, I, I know. A, the serial killer thing for me is a real problem. Me too. And, then and it, it sticks in your it sticks it in your brain. It's oh, not yeah. It's not great. No, it's not great, <laughs> especially like home alone. <laughs> you're yeah, like, I know. I was like, yeah, and you're like watching these documentaries and like, oh, this murder happened around the block and I know. Like, yeah. oh, the night stalker? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh god. Uh, I didn't sleep for like a no, week after that's that. That's the one I watched and I was home alone and I'm yeah. like, well, this happened literally in my backyard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, this was me. <laughs> No, I good. mean, but no, because you realize all these things that can happen. That's another thing, though, about Instagram or whatever. Any th- time it's a news thing, and we know this, news is so fear-based. Every single story that they fucking put out there is, mm-hmm. like, the most horrific, yep. random. Like, this mm-hmm. could never happen, yet this happened to someone, and now they're dead. Yeah. Like, let let me tell you about all these things. And it adds, and you get older, and you're like, oh, my God, all these things can happen. Yeah. And then you start to spin out, or I do. No, I Not sp- everyone. I, I spin out, too. <laughs> I'm a very— I have, like— I have like intrusive thoughts of like scary things happening. Pro- I mean, yeah. listen, any any person listening right now is like, yeah, duh, because you keep watching yeah, <laughs> murder shows all the time. But I do but- wonder, is everybody like that? Rob, you're probably not like that. No, not particularly. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm healthy. I don't think <laughs> guys are as into it. Jeff's always no. like, are you going to murder me? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Like, No, but I just want to live out the fantasy yeah. and not actually do it. <laughs> Yeah, what is that? Well, it's protective you... to live it out in that way and not have to actually experience not it. Not have to actually kill someone. Yeah, totally. Or be killed. Have, or you, be have, killed. You, have you killed someone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if I'm ready to talk about this today. Um, <laughs> have you guys heard about the... You know the Madeline McCann story. Yeah. Obviously, Wait, what is girl. that one again? Yeah. What the- she was a three-year-old with her family in Portugal, yeah. and she got like stolen out of their hotel room. Yes. And it, this was like in the early two thousands. It was like the biggest kidnapping story in the UK. <laughs> and there was a documentary about it last year, I think, or the year before, which weirdly I wasn't into as much because. The story is like nobody knew what happened. And yeah. I was like, right. no, I You're need, like, there's I not need a be conclusion an to this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then my friend texted me, my friend who was also obsessed with this, and she was like, have you seen this girl claiming to be Madeline McCann? And I was like, stop. And I went to this woman's Instagram. She's this like 20-year-old, like is the same age in Poland, and is like, this is me. Please convince the parents to get a DNA test. What? And now I'm like gripped. I'm just like, oh my God, imagine if this is her. Like, it's wild. But it's we don't so... know yet if it is. No, but oh, she's like, see, got the all same these thing. Pictures. I'm like, I need a conclusion. I know. Yeah, <laughs> no, now we're going to go <laughs> oh, all for in sure. on that. I know. It's really. Yeah, I think I saw something going around or maybe because yeah. the name is so familiar. But it's like true crime playing out in real time. Oh she's God. like posting on it. She's, I mean, it's hard. Do I need to look the, her up right the, now? The, <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to grab my phone and Google this Instagram. I mean, the mess of thing is that 
it's a horribly sad story and she is a real person and like whether this is her or not this girl's talking about like I've I've been abused my whole life and like <gasps> I'm I think these are my parents and like I have the same mark in my eye and I have this and like I think this is me I don't remember my childhood at all oh my god whether it's her or not it's like someone please help this girl even if the DNA right, if test not, is not yeah. this okay you no know. did you watch that documentary about the 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 what's it the hitchhiking yes the hitchhiker. no yeah. it was you no, guys the hatchet what, what is it the hatchet. Ha- whatever yeah. kai the yeah 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 all i'm doing is i'm watching this documentary and i'm like why is nobody getting this poor kid help yeah like it was all mental health i know clearly and i was like why is no one stepped they were trying to give him a reality show he oh, was on jimmy God, kimmel like all these the... things why is nobody trying to help this kid you didn't watch it right Olivia? <clears throat> Oh my god! Oh. But that's all I'm thinking the whole time. I know it's like, so sad. Why is no one jumping in and being like this dude? But that's the reality TV thing, right? Like I, I know someone in Australia who was like a producer or something on the on one of those reality shows, yeah. and she was like, "I had to leave." It's okay if it's the Bachelor. I won't be offended. It might be the Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> but she was like, "I had to." Like reality TV is like such a toxic world because essentially what they're trying to do is cast people who are mentally unstable because mm-hmm. it makes for good TV, which is like... Right. Especially Oof. now that there's like, there's a new, 17 new reality shows every day. It's like all of these poor people who should be getting help and instead they're going on TV to be like exploited and... Oh, I heard something like they're not allowing the girls on The Bachelor... Who... Were, did we talk about this? They're not allowing them to drink as much. Like there's a limit as because of... Much. <laughs> yeah. It's not like they can at all, but yeah, something like there's a limit now because of something. Was that not? No? No. Nope. Not here? Okay. <laughs> well, anyway. I mean, that seems Seems like reasonable. the right choice. It seems like a good yeah. decision. Yeah. I mean, it seems like on any job that would be a good idea. Like, we're yeah. not going to drink during this. Well, yeah. True. Depends on the job. I mean, right. a sex I scene, and so. I mean, I'm definitely taking a shot before, yeah. like, filming a mm-hmm. I don't know. How, how, do you? how do you handle yes, that? Yes, I have. Yes? Okay. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, I mean, I've never been, like, wasted on camera. And it does always feel really naughty. Mm. And maybe that's because I was a child actor where I was, like, I was such a little goody two-shoes. I was, like, what are the rules? Like, I know my lines and I know everyone else's lines, too. Like, see, my (laughs) eight-year-old was fucking annoying. (laughs) She was just like, I can tell you your lines. No, we love to I will not hear that about her. (laughs) No, she she was doing her best. But, like, I still... The few times I've had like a nude scene or a sex scene where I've been really nervous, I'll take like a little nip of something and it does feel really, it feels illegal. It feels <laughs> really like, wow, if anyone like, finds out, I'm going to be do? blacklisted. Like it right. feels really wrong, but it helps sometimes. And yeah, I actually, yeah, I think I've only done it once, but definitely like, yeah, just easy. Yeah. I'm not, I don't even drink. I don't even like alcohol. <laughs> it's yeah. like. I think the actor was doing it and was like, do you want to? I was like, okay, sure. Why not? Yeah, well, let's do that. And then let's go get naked. Not yeah. really naked, oh. but like movie naked. <laughs> yeah. So, sounds fun. Sometimes movie naked is kind of close to real naked, though. Oh, well, naked yes. is naked, guys. Yeah. I know. But yeah. usually you have like a little Merkin? buffer. Like, yeah. Some or kind whatever of buffer. it's called. The Merkin. Isn't that a like Merkin. the pube wig? Yeah. Yeah. That's I've never different. had one of those. I kind of want one. A pube wig. Like if you're yeah. doing yeah. like a 70s something, yeah. they give you a Merkin. Yeah. Right? Ah, a Merkin. 
Oh my god! What if you played a trick? Like, like a, oh no! Sorry, <laughs> you're like on a date. It's like a little poofy down there. <laughs> they go in. You're just like whip it off. Like a the huge merkin. Yeah, and they're like, what? Yeah, the last minute. That's, That's actually a sexy. great prank. It's really sexy, guys yeah. out there. If you ever date me, and it's a little <laughs> poofy down there. Oh my I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I know. I don't know, you guys. I I didn't sleep very much last night. No. Don't know what's gonna come out of my mouth. That's great. Oh. That's good. That's it is good, good podcasting. Good yeah, podcasting. You're doing great, by the way. Thank you. We appreciate you how open much. you're being. And I think it's amazing to be able to talk about things that seem like it is, you know, a stigma with it or or, you know, the mental health and your willingness to be naked and <laughs> yeah. 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 Emotionally you know. and physically. Yeah. Yeah, Open. physically was always easier than emotionally. It's so interesting, though. Uh, yeah, I mean, I yeah. guess, yeah, I do. I do, too. And playing the roles. And it seems like there's been many. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's been, there was a, there was a, like, a five-year period there where everything I was doing, it got to a point where my agents were like, can you not be <laughs> naked in this one? And I just, I don't know, I just didn't, I like, didn't put care. Some clothes on? Yeah. Yeah, you're like, hmm. how was that with your parents? Did, was that? Um, something my my I just always told my dad like not to watch yeah those things he's like trust me I don't want to yeah <laughs> he's like no that's fine thank you are your parents uh, still together no god no. no they're happily divorced <laughs> um but we just don't really talk about it I don't know unless it's a warning yeah, exactly. Right. Unless I'm like, don't watch this. But I've tried to tell my mom not to watch things. And she's like, no, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> she's like, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. My, my Nana once, I told her not to watch this film. I did Sleeping Beauty, which was very, probably the, I was naked <laughs> through the whole film. And it was very intense. Um, And I was like, Nan, please don't. Like, just don't. You're not going to like it. She's like, I'm watching it. I watch everything you're in and I'm <laughs> going to watch it. And she watched it and she called me after and. I was like, what did you think? She's like, you look fantastic. If I looked Aww. like that, I'd be naked all the time too. Oh, yes. oh, I love She's her. Like, I didn't really, I didn't really enjoy the scene where you offered the man a blowjob in the bar. <laughs> but other than that, I thought it was great. I was like, okay, thanks. Man. I'm gonna go. Bye. <laughs> That's awesome. I know. We love very sweet. We love grandmas that are yeah. so supportive. Yeah. yeah, it's a tricky subject, isn't it? Because blow there's blow no, jobs, not yeah. the blowjobs, but like. <laughs> I wish you guys would have watched the Pamela documentary. I know, I need to watch it. There's such a fine line of like liberating yourself as a woman and being comfortable in your body. And to me, it's Mm -hmm. like your body's your body, no big deal, Mm -hmm. right? But then there's the other side of it where you're sexualized, Yeah, you know, which is a completely different thing Mm -hmm. than choosing to do a role. Yeah. Right? Totally. And it's such a fine line of like, I think sometimes people view women is being sexualized when in all honesty they enjoy it or they like yeah. it or they're getting something from it yeah. and then also vice versa totally yeah i know it's it's complicated i think i just it just seemed sort of like i don't know it's it's always been easier for me to be naked on camera than to be in like lingerie trying to be sexy really yeah because I feel like a lot of the nudity I've done hasn't been very sexual nudity. Uh. I mean, for instance, this film Sleeping Beauty that I was just talking about, I'm naked for a lot of it, but I don't have any sex scenes in it. Huh. It's just, it's like I play like a sex worker who, it's really disturbing, um, drugs herself so that men can like lay with her 
and they're not allowed to do anything to her. When I was 21, I was just like, this is hell yeah. Like this is, <laughs> I mean, we went to Cannes with it, oh, yeah, wow. which was so creepy because that was the first moment that I felt uncomfortable about the nudity was being 21, being at Cannes and having like all of these creepy old European guys being like, I love the movie. I was like, oh, Ugh, now I feel yucky. It's only after the fact. In the moment, I was like, I'm yeah. fine. Yeah. I felt safe. I felt like, and I felt also it was probably on some level, it was like an adrenaline thing, you know? Yeah. It was like, it felt exciting, right. I guess. I think I've talked, maybe I talked about this on here, but I did a movie and had a sex scene and I almost lost the role saying, absolutely not. Like, I won't mm -hmm. be naked. But when we went to film it, I was like, you guys, take these pasties off. Like, right? let's just go for it. Like, I wanted to do that. Yeah. And I remember, I don't know if it was my, if it was acting with the director. was like, no, 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 Rachel, you might like, let's just keep, you know, you said yeah. absolutely not. Like, uh -huh. let's just not go there. And I didn't. But even looking back now, I'm like, eh, I probably just should have. But I know, but it's weird. In it's the moment. Weird. It yeah, doesn't like doing feel it. It's a different thing. Yeah. It's really, hmm. yeah, it's strange. I don't know. Well, I also think it was the storytelling in it, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like it was the story you guys were telling and. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we were just having no, sex. No, not you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not talking about you, Rachel. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I remember when I, so I stopped drinking like, I don't know, 13 years ago. But when mm -hmm. I first got sober, I remember I always wanted to do these photos and this and that. I never did <laughs> yeah. any of it. And then when I got sober, I did a nude photo shoot. Mm. What? Yeah, mm. with Casey. Okay. With the, she, with this amazing photographer. Uh -huh. You've seen him. Okay. This is a long time ago. She forgets mm -hmm. everything. But I remember <laughs> it took me getting sober to do what I actually really wanted to do. Interesting. So it, <laughs> I, wanted, I had wanted to experience yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? But like the alcohol actually kept me from doing it, which is huh. weird. Interesting. Mm -hmm. That is interesting because usually it's the opposite. Yeah, usually it's just the opposite. Said. I am dyslexic. <laughs> there you go well we like to have some fun with some cards like we're you know okay. and just again, with the cards okay. just with just the cards not yeah. with you right well you said you wanted to embarrass yourself and yeah. fall and not fall take yourself it, too right? seriously oh god here we here go here they come alrighty you've started dating a guy uh huh and discover he's only following models or mm. only fan type mm. women on Instagram is that a deal breaker ooh Jeez, interesting. Um, no, I don't think it is necessarily a deal breaker, but mm -hmm. I think there would have to be a conversation. Like, yeah. what's but like at the going beginning, on here, pal? Or well, yeah, I guess it depended on how much I liked the guy yeah. to begin with. But yeah. uh, you'd bring it up. Yeah, I'd bring it up, and if it was, it's a bit of a red flag. It might be a little bit of a red flag, but also, again, with my like. I told you I have such a desire to be like, well, what's going on for that person? Like, I don't know, maybe he's a sex addict and maybe he needs help and maybe he's actually a really great guy. Right. Know. But if it was like a first date and then I noticed it, I'd be like, I don't need to do this work. Right. You know, that's right. probably, that seems like a, that's a whole, like a whole thing that I don't need that's to, like don't a need to unpack. Yeah. It, it's a thing. It's, it's a, a thing. thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It sure is. Okay. This is a good one. If you have <laughs> to have sex. Mm. With the way this is written, you have to fuck your man's brother or dad. Oh Who God. do you pick? 
<laughs> that doesn't sound right. It doesn't. Okay, so you don't Look have to follow. I don't like, have bright red sweating yeah, laughing Rob over there. I didn't pick this one, though, for the record. No, I picked it, but yeah, I didn't yeah. pick. I didn't pick if you had to fuck. It, yeah. let's I think put it also because Rob way. knows your boyfriend. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. He may even know my boyfriend's brother. I don't know. So here's the thing about that question. <laughs> I am very close to my boyfriend's family. Yeah. To both his brother and his dad. <laughs> yeah. And so the idea of putting this answer out into the world is just, I I think... It's unanswerable. It is an unanswerable question I, because... I, I can totally they, support that. They both feel <laughs> like my relatives now, and the idea of it is just so icky to me that I yeah. can't. I can't. Yeah. I respect I that. I totally respect that. I can't what do if, it. But the person that's, like, totally willing and, yeah, like, let just me answers it right away, like, they're like, that? The dad. You're like, yeah. oh, man, that dad fucks. <laughs> you said bowls. You did. <laughs> I don't have a man, so. Both at once. The hypotheticals, yes. Both hypotheticals. But that is a fun game to play with all people. Like, it is fun. Like, if I had to choose between <laughs> your brother and your dad. Oh. What <laughs> you would you I mean? do? Or Bob. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> we, we're, no, we're not going to play it right now. Okay. You're going to have to answer that one later. <laughs> yeah. You're stuck in, a, in an apocalypse. Okay. What three items do you bring? Oh, shit. Okay. Um, oh, man, that's really hard. I am a, I'm a pack rat of a person, so to choose only three items is really difficult. I relate. Let me try and be sensible about it. Probably... Well, I mean, like a flashlight, a water bottle, and, and a gun, and a gun. <laughs> do guns kill Three zombies? Guns. Personal, they personal items. Yeah, yeah, they kill do. Zombies. Well, I don't know because well, Dracula is you need certain things. I like oh. that you He's just, a vampire. I like that you say, yeah, they'll kill zombies. Like it's real like life. It's real. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, let me tell you about zombies. <laughs> guns will <laughs> no, kill them. I'm like, no, really. What do I need, you guys? <laughs> it's usually the brain. You got to smash the brain. It's the brain that kills them. It it depends on where the. It's like Last of Us zombies or Walking Dead zombies. I don't care any zombies. <laughs> I'm I open. Mean, let's forget about like survival in yeah. terms of just, just like personal what, items. Yeah. You're saving them from your house, you know? Oh, I have, I keep everything. I have photos. I have letters. I have every letter that my best friend sent me in high school. Aww. So I have a box of probably like a few really important pieces of jewelry, a box of my like letters and stuff. And then my dog is not an item. But I'm bringing my dog. You're like, fuck the boyfriend. I'm bringing the yeah. dog. Well, he can take care of himself. But my dog <laughs> is a little baby and he needs me. Aww. <laughs> That's so sweet. Have you ever had a near-death experience? Yeah. Mm. When I was six weeks old. <gasps> what? Um, I had a febrile seizure and stopped breathing <gasps> and turned blue. <gasps> and my my family all have different versions of this story like in my mom's version she saved me and my dad's version he saved me (laughs) my grandma's like I saved you my parents like she wasn't there Uh, (laughs) but essentially yeah I actually my mom and dad's version is kind of the same my dad apparently I don't know how he knew to do this he was a literal child picked me up by my feet and patted me on the back and blew in my face and then in my mom and I woke up I coughed and woke up and in my mom's version of the story she's like and I heard you coughing, and that's the only reason that I didn't throw myself down the stairs. She was like, I was ready to, she was like, I thought you were dead, and I was ready to be gone. I'm like, wow, that's really not, 
that attachment is not healthy, mom. Like that's not something <laughs> I need to hear that if I'm gone, you're gone. But anyway, well, that's I a whole other thing. That that I would feel <laughs> yeah. the same way. Yeah, right. 100%. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I'd throw myself down the stairs. Yeah. But no. my mom is also like a very spiritual person. And she said that when she, <laughs> she said that when she like looked into my eyes afterwards, she could tell that something had changed. Ooh, and she felt like it happened because I like needed to go back for a minute. Huh. Like I needed to, because she was always like, you've been here before. Even yeah. my, this was weird. My therapist told me the other day, she's like, you've been here before. I'm like, you're a doctor. Like that's, that's <laughs> a really weird thing to say, but it was kind of great. She's wow. like, yeah, my mom thinks that I like had like a soul exchange or something. Oh, wow. Love that. I Have love you read that. Many Lives, Many Masters? No. Please do. Oh, I will. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Please I mean, I do. love that theory. Of an of reincarnation. Yeah. If I could, je- I don't really believe in anything. I'm just kind of like no one knows. But sure. if I could get myself to really believe in reincarnation, I wouldn't be so terrified of dying all the time. I think right. that would be like a really comforting belief to have. That book helps. Okay, I'm gonna read it. Yeah, yep. sounds great. Well, on that note, would you be able to <laughs> date a guy <laughs> that will only have sex with you while pretending to be a zombie? Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean these questions. I um, uh, only, yeah. I, I mean, would yep. anyone be able to date that guy? <laughs> I don't know. Rachel, tell us about it. So, okay, you guys. What was it like? <laughs> Well, the best part is you just get to lay there. Right. <laughs> While he they eats like, you. <laughs> well, that oh, sounds man. okay. Exactly. <laughs> that sounds fine. What's the creepiest uh, thing that's happened to you with a fan? Oh. What kind of fan? <laughs> <laughs> An only fan. Um, I mean, this is like not a fun story. I have like a stalker. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. That's just, yeah. that's creepy. Like restraining order vibe well, or? More like we've sent like, um, uh, like human services to, like he's just not well. Yeah. He's, yeah. When he lives in Europe, he's far away. Like I, he doesn't have the means to get to me or anything, but he would like, um, when I would be doing press or something in another European city, he was like, I'll see you on this date. Ooh. Yeah. Freaky. Yeah. Very. Really yeah. freaky. But I mean, fan stuff. I always, I react so poorly to. I, I, when someone recognizes me, because it doesn't happen to me as much as it happens to like super famous people. Like I, I still mostly move through the world with anonymity. So then, when it does happen, I'm like, uh, uh, I get so nervous. And then they take a photo, and I look like a fucking dick in every photo because I'm just <laughs> like clenched up and so scared. Um, I just always find it really weird. Yeah. The worst is when people come up to you and they're they're like, "You're an actor. What do I know you from?" And, and I'm like, like, "I don't know, man. You're gonna have to right, IMDb like, let that me yourself. Just Please read you my resume <laughs> seriously." And then they're like, "No, I haven't seen that one. It's like so embarrassing." Oh my god! Ugh. Yeah, the best. Is like, do you do you people tell you you look like? I kind of like that one because then I'll be like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they do all the time. Yeah. Have a nice day." <laughs> oh. I always call her out. I'm like, that's her. Take a picture. Oh I like want to make the other person happy. I'm like, it is her. Shut up. Take Get a out picture. Of here. Would you rather have a threesome with two guys mm. or two women? Two women. Okay. That's an easy one. That yeah. was easy. Yeah, that yeah. was easy. You? Wait, I'm one of the women. 
You're one of the or women. Or two other women also. It's yeah, fine. I mean, oh, sure. like, wait a second. But I'm, I'm like, yeah. 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 I be- just think that women are. Yeah. I just like women. They're more. <laughs> they're nice. Yeah. I yeah. get it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I totally get that. The idea of like, like male sexual energy can just be so aggressive. The idea of having double that is like, chill, calm down. It's right. a lot of dicks. It's a lot of dicks. It's a lot of dicks. Where do they all go? You know, <laughs> right. it's like too much. How many holes? <laughs> yeah. What's your biggest career? I won't use the word regret, but like maybe <laughs> a career choice that if you could do over, you might do differently. Oh, I just, I don't want to go against my rule of no talking word. shit about people. But, but, but <laughs> however, um, oh, I have one. Okay. I was... You know Winter's Bone? Yeah. yeah. Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. (laughs) I was sent that script um, just to audition for it and read about five pages and was like, boring. (gasps) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) That happens all the time, though, right? God damn it. (laughs) I know. Really stupid. Well, we all have those. Yeah. I have quite a few of them, actually. Yeah. (laughs) We read that you turned down Twilight. That I don't regret. Okay. But it's, it's true. It's, well, I don't know if turned down is quite the right phrasing. I, the author of the books was asked before they were turning it into a film, who would she want to play mm-hmm. Bella? Mm-hmm. And she said me. Mm-hmm. And then I was asked to audition for it, but with that in mind, like the author wants you to do it. Yeah. But it was not an offer. Um. And I was like, okay, cool. And I read the book and was like, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I just, fe- I was like, I, I, it just feels a bit, um, this, this girl just, I just wanted to like grow a pair. I just was, <laughs> you know, there was yeah. some, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. And then also I think, I mean, I do sometimes think about the fact that like both Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson now can do any film that they want mm-hmm. and probably have millions and millions of dollars. I'm like, that must be nice. Yeah. But I also know that when those films came out, they were hounded relentlessly. And I don't think I could have dealt with that. Mm. I don't think it was the right thing for me to do. And I say that with all respect to, I think they're both incredible actors. Mm-hmm. And I also love Catherine Hardwick who directed the I worked with her after that on a different film and she's fantastic but I just it was I mean I I I go with my gut to a fault and I read that and I was like nah no it wasn't for you it wasn't, it wasn't for you for me. yeah yeah I totally get that yeah what do you consider cheating hmm I think it's the kind of thing where you're like I I know it when I see it because I think that just talking to another person can be cheating if there is intent there. Mm. However, that doesn't mean, you know, you were talking to this person and you clearly like them, it's more done, it's over. Like I think that people are fallible and people in long-term relationships have, you know, we're all mm-hmm. complicated. I think on some level monogamy is like a really difficult standard for people to uphold. But I, as far as I know, as far as I know, I've never been cheated on. So I don't know what yeah. what would be hmm. the deal breaker. I think in some circumstances, if the person you were with got wasted and made out with someone, that would almost be preferable over 
an emotional an emotional affair that was going on without you knowing. We always argue about this. Really, I'm like no, emotional is way worse. Most than people physical. go to that. Yeah. Most people think emotional is worth. Yeah. What did you say again? Emotional. Yeah. 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 You stand alone, cheese over there. I'm like you're the cheese. I just don't I mean, want you touching think, no one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think also if it's touching for a sustained period of time that is intentional, that's also really shitty. But right. I think um, if it's like a one-time accident, it's right. still going to hurt like hell. But it's yeah. just like right. seems a little more forgivable. Right. I, I hear that. You know, which yeah. brings up the next question, okay. which is, what are your thoughts on monogamy? Like, mm. do you feel like it's I mean, normal, natural. <laughs> not, not really, but also I don't know if I could do things any other way. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's like a conversation that I have with my partner, and we're like, "Huh, monogamy? Huh? It's <laughs> interesting. We're doing it, and it's working so far." But I don't know. When we're like fifty, right? If we're still together, it might be like, you know. Let's open this thing up, babe. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? How long have you guys been together? Seven years. Oh, okay. nice. Yeah. yeah. Because the next thing was, would you ever swing in a relationship? When I think of swinging, the word specifically, yeah. I think of really icky, like, yeah, swinging parties and stuff. Right. I, I don't think so. I don't think it's really in me, and I don't think it's in my boyfriend either. But I definitely don't judge people who are... yeah. But I know what you're saying at like 50. I remember saying that in my long-term relationship. You think, mm-hmm. well, maybe when we're 50, you know, yeah. I'd be oh or whatever. But yeah, it's hard to say. Yeah, it's kind of impossible to know how you're gonna feel. Yeah, but but like swapping with a couple, another couple. <laughs> I mean, not weird. I don't want to shame people. I think fine. It's not if that's what you want to do. It doesn't. Yeah, yeah, not for me. Yeah. I don't think. What are your biggest pet peeves? Um. Something that I am really worried that I am doing right now, which what? is that I listen to a lot of podcasts and a lot of, I listen to the radio a lot. And when you can tell that people have a dry mouth <laughs> and their mouth is like clicking, like, it, oh God, it makes me, <laughs> I have to turn the radio down. It drives me insane. There are so, I know the certain like NPR reporters who have like, I'm like, drink some water. Like it makes me so, yeah. so annoyed by it. It's a huge pet peeve. But I'm bad with like mouth sounds in general. I'm not. Makes me very anxious. Misophonia? Yep. Big time. Like really. It's real. It's, it's really, really real. Hmm. Yeah. I don't even hear it. I, like, I would. I mean, hear it. <laughs> no, you guys are fine. I can hear I you do. in the headphones. You're doing great. <laughs> I hear it. What makes you jealous? Ooh. Jealous, like, in a relationship or just in, like... What, whatever, whatever the first thing that comes yeah. to you. It could be relationship, friendship, outside world. <sighs> like, what, what's the thing? I think maybe... I think the th- I get jealous of people that are in an amazing film that mm. I would... There are certain roles that I'll see and I'll be like, ah, oh, <laughs> Even if it's something that there's no way I would be right for, right. sometimes there are just things it. that are... Brendan Fraser in The Whale. Like Brendan Fraser in The Whale, which actually, it was between me and him for that role. So. <laughs> <laughs> I have no, to but see it's, that, so. it's, it's a really, like, it's a, it's a thing that I don't love about myself because I also don't ever want it to curdle into a dislike of other 
actresses. I think that's really unhealthy. And I know mm-hmm. a lot of people that have that, like, fuck her. Right. Yeah. Like, I really want to be able to feel the jealousy and then be like, oh, instead of hating this person, maybe this is me admiring them. Like, maybe actually right. I think that person is awesome and I see or, something yeah. in them that I wish that, I, you know. Yeah. Or it's inspiring or motivating totally. to just yeah, be yeah, like, yeah. oh, that's amazing. Like, I yeah. want to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they say that jealousy points you to your desires. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not necessarily unhealthy. It's just, can you look at that and be like, oh, what is it I'm craving? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And then the other thing I'm jealous of is people who are really tall. Oh, really? <laughs> kind of. How tall are you? 5'2". Me too. Yeah. We little. But then we also, I, it doesn't I like really... like being little. Yeah, I don't think I could be tall. Yeah. Have you tried? <laughs> I have. <laughs> I don't. Th- I just can't do it, guys. Yeah, I think literally you can't. You can't. I don't think you can it's do it. It's physically impossible. Yeah. <laughs> but don't you just sometimes see like a like a woman who's like five eleven? You're just like, damn, it must be fun walking through the world like that. No, because no. I think I don't. Um, there's just not many guys that are mm. above that. Mm. I like a tall. It's so funny because I'm five two and always like I need a guy like tall. Me too. My boyfriend's 6'3". I love 6'3". Yeah, 6'3". I've had a couple yeah. 6'2s and I'm yeah. like, yes. Great. This is where I want to live. <laughs> totally. Yeah, I don't know what I know, that it's is. weird. It's I a know. weird... It is, yes. It's just, I feel very strongly about it. Yeah. Also about this, funny or big dick, you can only choose one. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, if if I choose funny, does it mean he has a yeah. small dick? Sure does. Yeah, apparently. That's the apparently uh, those that's are the, the choices. Because <laughs> if it's funny an average size dick, then I'm going that all day every day. Right. Kill you. Yeah. But no, not but surely. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. Um ooh. have you guys answered this question? We we will. <laughs> Go ahead, Rachel. Right now? Of course, right now. Wait, but we're talking like teeny? <laughs> Just and or funny? how about how about how about slightly below average. I think I could deal with that. I think I, I could I'd, deal with that. I'd rather that and funny yeah. than a big, big and huge Big and an bore. asshole? Because, I mean... Yeah, Rachel, all in. That's your type. Yeah, big and it's but your But imagine, type. like, imagine the reverse, which is, like, big dick, no sense of humor. That's tough. Would That's be like, saying. That's uh-uh. tough. Uh-uh. That's really... No sense of humor is an automatic turn That's, off for me. Yeah, I wouldn't even get to the big dick because I. Guys, so, I mean, uh, she's still not answering it though, guys. No, I can't. She's not. Can't answering we have it. it all? I know. I want. You it have all. to answer it. Money, fast cars. <laughs> <laughs> You're not. I'm not letting you no, off the hook, Rachel. Why? Sarah Bilson. Because we can't. Wait, funny and it's just a little below average. A little below all average. All right, I'll go there. Yeah, that's fine. Same. Average I would take is that. Fine. Come yeah. on. Average yeah. is doable. Yeah, it's only, great. Only big dick for me. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was trying to think of a version uh, of this for no, you, Rob, Rob. That's Rob's version. What about too big? Yep. Been there? Not good. Not good? Not good. Not, not good. 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 No, it's really not. When you're, when you're a tiny person, Five it can two. be a real problem. Issue. It Agreed. can be like constant UTIs. Oh, yeah. And imagine yeah. that with no laughs. Oh, oh God. You know, God. Horrible. You're just getting ringed. <laughs> well, we didn't say too big. We just said big. There's a difference. I'm going, I'm going funny small dick. Same. <laughs> All dicks are beautiful. All oh, dicks are beautiful. Oh, my God. It's well, true. Please don't send me pictures of yours. But no. They yeah. are all oh beautiful. Oh, my God. God. Please do not. 
no unsolicited one dick it. pics are Mm-mm. not welcome here. Mm-mm. They're pretty. They're not welcome anywhere. Just no. stop that trend. Uh uh-uh. uh. No. Right. Okay. So what's on your ultimate sandwich? Oh, <laughs> love this pivot. Oh, that's hard. Sandwiches are my favorite food group. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I like a. I, a lot on it. I like, yeah, or I just love sandwiches. Okay. Honestly, I just am a big fan of a sandwich. Have you, you if, have you had one? Have you had a sandwich before? <laughs> They're quite good. Um, but you're on the east side. I was going to say, have you been to Bub and Grandma's? Oh, well, the, their bread is, but they have a cafe now. They do? Yeah. It's Rob, so do you know good. This? Oh my God. Oh, oh. <laughs> wait. Okay. Well, you got to build it for us. Okay. Well, perfect. Oh, God. Your ultimate. Or the bub and grandma's that's your favorite. That's fine. You know, there used to be this sandwich that I would get from this little cafe that they don't make anymore. It was... What cafe? Um, Not a cafe. It's, it's actually here. a little cookbook. Do you know a cookbook? There's oh, one yeah, the market. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's one yeah. in, in Echo Park, Park and there's yeah. one in Highland Park. Yeah. They used to do this sandwich. Actually, I hope someone there is listening so you'll make this sandwich again. <laughs> it was like freshly baked focaccia, like perfect mm-hmm. focaccia bread. Um, this like caramelized onion mm. jam, mm. arugula. Mm. The arugula had like a little bit of lemon juice on it, and then burrata. Mm. Actually, no, it wasn't onion jam. It was tomato jam. Okay, so it was oh. tomato jam, burrata, and arugula. That's it. That's and it. It was so good. That sounds great. So good. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry too. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. That I had a sandwich this like right before I came here that was what actually kind? pretty good. It was like a, it was like a an English muffin with like a fried egg, but they melt the cheese mm-hmm. over the fried egg oh, yeah. so that the edges go like oh, crispy. Yeah. yeah. And then it has mustard aioli and caramelized onions. And Again, where was this? This is from Amara. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I haven't had that there. It's really good. All right. Yeah. I'm very. I really very, like sandwiches. I, I think everyone should say their sandwiches. Rob. I think you should. I do. I think this is important. Mm-hmm. Sandwich talk is very important. What's your ultimate? I just do classic Italian. Like From wax, where? Wax, wax paper's got a good one. Wax paper has yeah. a good one. Do you Bob do the Godmother really good or Italian. whatever? The Godmother. What is it? The Larry Mantle. I know, but what's the one in Santa Monica at Bay Cities, Lou? Oh. The God, God, the Godmother. Have Godfather. you not had the Godmother? Oh, boy. All right. We have to bring him that sandwich. <laughs> that's the pregnancy one? Huh? The one that makes you have the baby? <laughs> no, no, that's, that's a salad. The, salad. the sandwich gets you pregnant? <laughs> yeah. But that's funny. That was the first sandwich I ate after having Elliot. That sandwich. Go. What's yours? Oh, pretty much the same. Like an Italian, an Italian sub with like salami, mortadella and salami. salami. You guys, yeah, we're the, just like hungry. I like it with the pepperoni, pepperoni. Oh, oh my god, oil yeah. and vinegar, or salt like and pepper. What is it? Yeah, um, jardinier. Is that what it's jardinier, called? Jardinier. It's like Chicago. Yeah, it's very Chicago. Yeah. yeah. Oh, with you the got sesame, excited. like bread, bread. bread. Mm. I, do, I do chips instead of lettuce. Ooh, I, love I love chips in, in a sandwich. sandwich. I don't think I've ever had chips I, in like, a kinda, oh. I kind of can't eat a sandwich without chips. Wow. I yeah. know. Like, Interesting. In Although I will say Armenian Deli in the Valley in Tarzana is probably my favorite. It's a wrap. It has Armenian string cheese in it and pepperoncinis. Mm. And you pick mm. your, and I do peppered turkey. So it's good. so good. Sounds really good. God, you I never had potato chips in a sandwich. I don't think sandwich. I have. Oh my gosh. Even, we'll have even to try peanut it. butter and jelly. Put oh, I don't some know potato about, chips I don't do in that. it. I don't that's, go there. Yeah, that's a wild combo. <laughs> no, it's good. I don't go there, but chips in the sandwich. Oh. You have one day as a kid, good or bad, that you can go back and relive differently. What experience do you go to? Oh, wow. 
damn. I have a really bad memory. Mm. So I don't know. But I think... Oh, I thought you were going to say the bad memory. You <laughs> no, no, go back. no. I mean, my memory is terrible. My memory is terrible. I do remember... Uh, I was like, yes. And, <laughs> and? my So my school that I went to as a kid, my like primary school, what do you guys call the first school? Element, elementary, elementary school. Primary. Yeah. Primary. Um, was, there were like f- only 40 kids went there and it was like a little kind of hippie, like progressive sort of Waldorfy kind of school. Mm-hmm. And we went through a phase probably when I was like eight or nine where we were all obsessed with these little teddy bears and the teachers I mean the adults we call them the adults one day decided that we could have a whole week to just build a teddy bear city Hmm. out of the whole main room of our school which is like that's what school should be yeah I think I mean I can't do I want to go build a teddy bear to save my life but I can build a teddy bear house I love that (laughs) that sounds fun it was amazing that is amazing and I still feel like Obsessed with like little tiny things, little t- like doll houses. Freaks little- me out. She can't oh, help it. Freaks it freaks you out. She, no, no, in, in the, the best, best way. way. Oh, in the best way. She's okay. obsessed. No, it's like a weird physical little obsession. Tiny, yeah. Have you right? been to the Chicago Art Museum? They have a whole floor. I've heard this. Of me- oh my god, it's amazing. I would die. Yeah. I can stay in there for hours. It's incredible. It's like a real thing. The yeah. Miniature obsession. What is it? I don't know. Yeah, I bet there's a name for it. I'm sure. Okay, this is a really intense question. Oh god. Have it's, we not more intense than all the other ones? <laughs> yeah, we were doing easy. How are you feeling? Really? Really? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I told you we'd warm you up, right? Okay. If your dude wanted you to, um, would you wear a strap on? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what this says about me, but that actually, that question doesn't really bother me at all. Okay, if, good. If he wanted me to. Yeah. Okay, great. Why not? I said yeah. to them, I was like, I mean, I'll probably try it once. Hell yeah. <laughs> you said it. You said it sounds great. No, yeah, I yeah. didn't. You said you it did. sounds fun. I mean, I think I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure I've jokingly said to my boyfriend multiple times, yeah. you want me to wear a strap on? He's like, no, thank you. Oh, right. <laughs> You're like, but please. <laughs> I mean, I don't have any strong desire to do it, but I definitely <laughs> am You're open. open. You're open. open-minded. Yeah. I love that. I'm open. As long as it's nothing to do with like pooping. That's the right. one thing that's, that is That's too, where you draw the line. That's, <laughs> yep. That's that like, is fair. Not Shit does not Don't belong in the bedroom. Nope. <laughs> Certainly does not. Certainly does not. Unless you're a baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what makes you feel sexy? Oh. <sighs> what makes me feel sexy? I think when I am, this is so weird, when I've like done something that I'm, proud of like when I've just finished not even when I've just finished like when I'm doing a job that I feel like I'm doing well at Mm -hmm. that makes me feel sexy and I think also like specific to my relationship when my boyfriend and I are both at the same like party or something and we're not near each other and we're both having our own conversations and then we like make eye contact across the room that's Mm -hmm. like I love that's that. That's like my favorite moment. When you can I love see the that. per- that's what I find most sexy in other people is when you can see someone in their element and they don't know that you're watching them. That's mm-hmm. really hot to me. I love that. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. 
right? It's yeah, like it's sexy. Yeah. <laughs> Does, what about you, Rob? What makes you totally. feel sexy? <laughs> same, same answer. <laughs> No, what does make you feel sexy? Yeah, Rob. Come on. I don't have an answer for that. <laughs> <laughs> do, we love do you think making that, him uncomfortable. Do you think that that's a question that girls answer easy compared to men? Yeah, I, I know. So, yeah. 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 Well, what would maybe a different word would be more relatable for a man? I don't know. What no? makes you feel hot? What makes you feel rock hard? <laughs> no, <laughs> but that's different than feeling sexy. I know. I'm yeah. joking. You know? I know. I don't know. We'd have to, we have to ask all our males that come mm-hmm. through here. Bench, We're not gonna... tr- bench pressing 220. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing is that we have a bunch of really random zombie questions. As there's a lot of zombie stuff going yeah. on here. Do you know why? <laughs> I mean, I did I did a show where I played kind of a zombie. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> We're not just yeah. like weird zombie freaks. We're just really yeah. into The Last <laughs> really? of Us right now. I okay. haven't watched it yet. I haven't either. Okay. <laughs> no, we did in honor of. I've had yes, to change all did, these well, words. Well, you apocalypse, and we went yeah. to zombies because that's just where our minds oh, went. Oh, okay. So I'm thinking of a different show. Yeah, that's what yeah, we're well, we knew. We knew about the apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. I hate to tell you guys, but There's it no is global warming that causes the apocalypse. I've heard <laughs> of this thing before. It's not. No, 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 no. Hang There's on. That's no going to make that's going to make the show sound really boring. It is not. It is global warming is real and it's a really big deal. Our show's a comedy and we don't talk about it. So just it's still but fun that to is watch. what got it. But it's more it's not really explained. It's just like there's water surrounding them and they can't get out. And it's just Oh. Trust it's real. me, we don't need <laughs> zombies. It's a bunch of women reverting back to their high school selves and just being yeah. That's more, more flesh eating than, than zombies. <laughs> yeah. One hundred percent. It's yeah. not like the new M. Night Shyamalan movie. It is Is there it zombies is in it? It's like a You guys, there's like a craze. I think people really like zombies. People stuff. like zombies. <laughs> and just being I mean, Walking Dead was like how many seasons? Is it still on? I think they just finally finished, but they're doing spin-offs. Yeah. It never I'm ends. Not, I kind of like I don't, Yeah. I'm See? I yeah, I'm I'm a take it or leave it yeah. zombie kind of person. But I'll answer your zombie questions. Would you um <laughs> the way this is written is would you fuck a zombie? Oh my god. If it meant saving your whole family. <laughs> Oh Jesus! I like that. The, the first was question like? was. Yeah, it was. The first question was, would you stay with your boyfriend if he only wanted to fuck you like a zombie? It's like you guys really we're need me to answer whether I would fuck yeah. a zombie. I think we're ending um, it with that one. If it's gonna save my family, shit. Yeah, yeah I guess I'd have to. Sure, agree. Sure, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're getting eaten, but like you're saving your family. Yeah. But before you're eaten, let's hope bring you the climax. He's got a big yes. dick. Let's hope he yeah. has a sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> and then it'll be great. It's a good way to go. <laughs> Emily, you've been such a trooper. I My feel God. Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you have been so awesome. I don't want to torture you anymore. No, my God. I'm, this is great. I this know, is a great I, first podcast I hope experience. That, yes, like I hope. baptism by fire. <laughs> yeah, I think that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, we just like to have fun. We did warm you up. But you were just so amazing and open Thank and willing. You. And we're so happy that you came here to do this with us. Thank oh, you. Wait, there's more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Oh, uh, okay, man. so we always end with a game. Okay. Fuck Mary Kill. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> please don't say please don't zombies. say my boyfriend's dad and brother. <laughs> it's, math, it's, your, yeah. it's your boyfriend's <laughs> uncle yeah. and cousin. Okay, we have Army Hammer. 
Uh. Zombie theme. ASAP Rocky and Danny DeVito. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, that's I actually a hard that. one. Well, yeah, I, I feel like I'm. Can I? <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble like Olivia Wilde did, but can I fuck and marry ASAP Rocky? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, I fully thought what she was relatable. They were so hard on her. It was so what weird. Did she do? Yeah. Because she was like, if I wasn't attracted to him before, because yeah, yeah. he was like supporting and being such a awesome He was filming Rihanna, Rihanna at the halftime show. Loving the whole thing. Yeah. And she was like, basically, like, fuck yeah, you're like supporting your woman. Yeah. And she thought that was attractive. Yeah. What's you know? so wrong she, with that? Nothing's wrong nothing's with that. Nothing's wrong with that. But like, I think it's maybe because of just. The Harry controversy, yeah, I guess. Like, oh, now you're going after people need to just, Rocky or something. But it was oh, like, she was just like, that is so cool that your dude yeah. is like fully supporting you. I yeah, totally got it. And I have a, I don't know Rihanna. I have a feeling she was probably fine with it. Uh, yeah, she seems like cool yeah. as hell. So. She's probably like, yeah, that's attractive. Right? Yeah, fuck yeah, that's yeah. obviously yeah. like yeah, yeah. Also, Absolutely. by the way, there's nothing offensive about other people finding your man attractive. No, no you want. You I like it. That. I always you. want the dude that other people are going to want Absolutely. in a room. Like, that's just very attractive. Totally. 100%. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yes. Fuck ASAP Rocky. Yep. Marry Danny DeVito. Yeah. Come yeah. on. Yeah. That's He's amazing. Yes. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know Ami Hammer. I think he has a lot, a lot of. A lot going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if I, must, going on. if I must kill someone, um, you know, he might like it. I was going to say, maybe if I tell him, I'll eat him afterwards. Then yeah. he'll, be, <laughs> <laughs> then he'll be into it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. No, that is exactly <laughs> what we predicted, although Danny DeVito was a late add-in. But he's a, but he's a national but treasure, he's Danny so De why would he's Danny DeVito. Also the only man on earth that I might be taller than. So that's cool. <laughs> I, I get to experience being tall. See, there you Danny go. DeVito. Manifest destiny. That's everything I've ever wanted. See, what Perfect. a beautiful full circle, you guys. Amazing. Emily, thank you so much. Thank you. It was so fun You're to be incredible. here. You're incredible. How you doing, Rachel? <laughs> Are you both of you laughing? Is it funny? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not good either. I know. I don't know why you're smiling I don't think over anyone's, there. I don't think anyone's good right now. I don't think anyone's good to, right now. Olivia's brother is here. He's joining us? I, I He definitely needs to at some point. Yeah. So it was a surprise that he got out? Yeah. They just say, hey, you're getting out of jail. And then they just let him out with 40 bucks, a bus ticket, and Narcon. Is that how you say it? Narcon? So if he, like, overdoses? Yeah. Unbelievable. Isn't that Ooh. a great system? When was he supposed to get out? I don't know. They just, they're like, hey, you're you're out. <laughs> And now he's here. Oh, he's at your house. Yeah. I'm staying with you. Yeah. Yeah. On our way home from your house yesterday, Rob, Lou got a voice note from her brother. <laughs> Want to say what it said? What did it say? I got dropped off in downtown Sacramento and I have to take a bus. I'm coming to your house. You still live up here, right? No, it was like, I'll no. be at Union Station at 2 a.m. Figure out how I get to you. <laughs> yeah. Can you help me? Yeah. No ID, no driver's license. 
no wallet, no money, nothing. They just say, good luck. And then I said, did they actually say good luck? He said, never. <laughs> well, at least this is a reminder that uh, no matter how crummy everyone else's week's going, it could be much worse. Yeah. It's insane. It's insane. It needs to be exposed. I mean, if he didn't have me to go to, he'd be turned to like a halfway house that's filled with drugs and crime. Yep. You know? Any fuel hauser. It's been a heavy week, huh? It's been a week. Rob's, how's your week, Rob's? I'm getting over a cold. You are? I think I got it from Briar. What? That long ago? <laughs> Weeks ago that like t- yeah, it's been a while. I'm on like the tail end of it, so I'm I'm fine. But I don't think the matcha every day has been helping. It's been really dragging it out. Oh, you got sick when Briar was sick? When Rachel was sick? I think sick? so, like two weeks ago. You week did? and a half ago. I mean it was a cold. I wasn't like I don't know. I don't know if you would have got sick from Briar. Well, or Calvin, you were sick. I don't know. Everyone. But I was sick, but I wasn't around you guys when I was like sick, sick. We were mm-hmm. like the day before. We were sitting in a circle together on the floor sharing food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but that was before you got sick, right? Yeah, that's how or, like, it works. Yeah, that's how no, I mean, sick works. No, I mean, but you got you got sick like the next day or two days after? I don't, everyone in LA is sick right now. So I'm, yeah, I'm, don't not, try putting, to blame I'm not putting blame on you. <laughs> I'm no. saying I think it's the same thing that you guys had. I also kind of just ignore being sick and pretend like I'm not. Right. So it's well, fun. Cal goes to school. I'm sure he comes home and he has a yeah, cold. Yeah, he, he was sick too. Exactly. Trying to Everyone, blame me. Everyone's been sick. <laughs> My point was it was I the actually same, had, same like, sickness. I was like pretty sick though. Like I had a sinus infection and stuff. Like I was not good. Um, yeah. So you probably just had a cold, which is better. Well, I, I've been cutting out. I've been trying to cut out matcha just so I can get better. Why? The caffeine? Just, no, the, like, the high sugar, like... Milk. It's, I don't know, I'm getting, like, in milk. It's making me cough from, like... the. It's like the tail end of the cold is not getting better. But then I'm trading that for, like, caffeine headaches. Oof. Right, that's the worst. Yeah, it's not so good. it's <laughs> it's not much better. No wonder why he said no to a matcha yesterday. I know, I thought that was weird. I had one yesterday morning, but I was... Trying Tapped to out. not have a second one. No, you didn't tell us. You were sick. And you invited us into your home. When you get sick, <laughs> well, do you get depressed? No. Although this time I was sick, I was like, what if this is just how I feel all the time? Because <laughs> it, was, it was so long. And I'm not used to having cold laugh that long. You're like, this is me? Yeah, well, this is it. <laughs> this is how I'm going to feel forever. <laughs> Sometimes was I miss COVID? getting sick. No, it wasn't COVID. Hmm. Hmm. Well, you didn't get it from me. I'm standing on record. Oh, she's <laughs> really having a time with that one. <laughs> well, yeah. I already said I didn't get it from you. I was saying it was the same sickness. You literally said I got it from Briar. <laughs> well, we can check the tapes. <laughs> check the tapes. So here's an interesting topic that came up with Olivia and I. Polyamory. Mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah and communal living yeah they're kind of two separate things though I don't put the two hand in hand because I feel like communal living 
can exist without polyamorous relationships. But can it? Yeah, you know, I mean, you can. I'm you kidding. You can live with some you people can. in the house. <laughs> I just feel like it would be so much easier if we lived how they lived when it took a village, and the village was there to help. Not only easier, it would be better. Yeah, like we'll make dinner together and we'll switch times and you'll you get clean the kids and I'll take time. the kids yeah. and yeah. So like. My husband needs a hand job. <laughs> and I just got my nails done. <laughs> you know? Help a sister yeah. out. <laughs> That's the part that you want help with. <laughs> Jeff's right brushing now, his teeth. Does. I need <laughs> I need someone to tag in. Yeah. Right now she needs help. How would you feel about communal living, Rob? That sounds great. Doesn't it? Yeah. Would Natalie be into it? This is just like help, not this is not no, not polyamory, just communal okay. living. Yeah, I think she would. Well, she has a low tolerance for people. <laughs> so her and Jeff would have their own house, right? So it was like the right group of helpful people that she was okay with. I think she would be fine with it. Otherwise, it might just cause more problems. Where she's like, she's like, ugh, people. Fuck these people. There's usually not two people like that in a relationship, huh? Yeah. It's like one's the people person and one's the one that has a low tolerance for humans. Yeah. Yeah. We're, I mean, are you, are you trying to say that we're both that way? No, I'm saying you you like people. Mm-hmm. It's weird because that is true, but personality-wise, she's more extroverted and I'm more introverted. That's so weird. Yeah. That is but weird. I like people more, and she likes hanging home by herself more. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I always feel like when, if, like, we showed up yesterday, and I was like, "Oh no, I'm sorry, Natalie." We got there at the same time she did, and I'm like, "Oh no, she's gonna have to see people." <laughs> <laughs> she's we helped fine her though. We yeah, helped yeah. her. We helped her carry some things. You don't love seeing people either, but you love people as far as my your people, people go. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I can hang out with my people all the time, but I don't love people. What I wonder what it is that makes some people love people and some people not love people. Well, I think Rachel's is a condition of being famous for 20 years. No. No, because even in before. high school, I would be like, I'm not, I don't want to go to the mall because I don't want to run into anybody I know. She's always been like that. It's more like internal, mm-hmm. like, and the more I think about it, it's like, is, is it just like, I have this weird, nervous reaction to like talking to people, <laughs> you know? Let's I don't do know. What you do. Yeah, let's start a <laughs> yeah. podcast. Where so you that's talk why I do a people. podcast where all I do is talk. <laughs> no, it's it's interesting, and I think I I think I've talked about this. How like you could either like can be extreme shyness mm-hmm. or social um, anxiety. Like, yeah. Thank yeah, you. I mean that's what it is for me. This social anxiety. But you go like to so many coffee dates. Like we talk about this, which is mind blowing to me. Because for me. One-on-one time with people I don't know makes me so nervous. Well, that's also my, like, proactive reaction to trying to solve that. But I also, one-on-one, I'm more comfortable with than four people in a group. I don't like group. Groups where I get more social anxiety than one-on-one. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. 
Because I feel like this puts more pressure on you to like have to keep a conversation going. Yeah, but I don't like being the center of attention either. So right. when you're in a group and you get put in that position, I that gives me more anxiety than one-on-one. Mm. Hmm. Interesting. My therapist gave me a tool because I had to go to like a party by myself, like a dinner. And I was like, oh my God, like I gotta go by. I can't bring a guest. I have to go alone. And she's like, just ask people questions. It's like, you know what? That's so simple. And that was the best advice. And I felt better. So you you're fine in groups, is it? But you don't like Yeah. One I think one. so. I think and is I'm, it because you can hide in a group more? Yeah, there's not like pressure on me to have to like keep a convo going. Yeah. You know? Like I have to go out to dinner on Saturday night. And I was like, oh God. Even it's four people. Now it's five people. And I found that out today and I was like, yes, less pressure. Well, I'm I uh I planned a dude's dinner next week. With what do you mean? Four four other guys and me. So I'm going I'm throwing myself in the fire. Well, are they close friends? Yeah, they're friends. Okay. You know what I found is that people don't really love small talk. And if you mm-hmm. can spark something that actually brings up interesting questions or something more personal, it instantly makes them feel more comfortable because I think that a lot of people struggle with like the small talk of it all. And even after the pandemic, I think people struggled with it more because they were isolated and then having to go back into it felt like pressure of like having, you know, come up with things. Mm -hmm. Like I went to a dinner party the other night for a girlfriend and I didn't know anyone there. I knew one person to begin with and it was like 12 strangers. And then we got to answering these like deeper questions. Like everybody go around and say one thing you love about the birthday person and one thing you wish for them. And all of a sudden, everybody was comfortable with each other because it's no longer like having to come up with things to say. You're actually communicating and talking about things that matter to you. And all of a sudden it's like neutralized. Mm -hmm. That sounds like my nightmare though also to (laughs) wait to have to go in a line. (laughs) <laughs> to, to give a speech in front of 11 other people. Yeah, I'd rather that than the small talk personally. Yeah, I had to do that for one of our other like podcast launches. And it was like a group of all these people. And it was like, all right, everyone's going to say three gratitudes one by one. I say I don't like that. Yeah. And, and it was like 30 people. And it took forever, and I was just like, this is this is my nightmare. <laughs> but then you can also go to a fun one, like Two Truths, two truths and a Lie. <laughs> yeah. Or you could bring the broad ideas questions and just really, <laughs> really get in there. Yeah. Just be like, hey, guys, yeah, yeah. spit or swallow. I like, but I like a game or like something, like an activity. It's icebreakers. I can do a game if it's like... If yeah. it's like a new group and we're playing a game, I can get into that. Same. We should come up with our own game of icebreakers. Yeah, that we, just we already have did. With us. They're all of our questions. <laughs> oh, but They're, all the questions on the cards are good icebreakers. I really wish you guys would watch this dang stolen youth thing, so we'd ha- finally have something I've interesting to talk about. I've Wait, watched. is that the one about the dude spreading his seed? 
No, I've been wa- I've been watching it. It's the guy. The dad gets out of prison. Oh, and, you've been watching it. I was yeah, like, I'm my like, brother showed up from out of prison. And I was like, oh no, is this going to be a cult? <laughs> he's got a one bedroom apartment in the city that he's lined up with a bunch of college kids living in it. Yep. Wait, but what's the stolen youth one? It's about a dad getting out of prison, and he turns them into like a cult. He was like a CIA operative. You have to watch right? it, Rachel. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay. What else should I watch? I'm going to have to go on a plane at the end of the month. I need some, All right, so I you, need a show. You sent me a photo with the caption, fuck you, Rob, on your last flight. <gasps> Fucking Rob, okay? He's been like, you have to watch in Bruges, okay? And I'm like, it's like a Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm on a plane last week, and it's on the, the TV screen, you know? And I'm like, you know, fuck it. Fine. I'll watch it. It's Christmassy. It was great. Fucking. Okay. It was funny. Like, I was into it, you know? Yeah, like, it's good. It's, it's, a, good. Dark, it's a great movie. dark comedy. Then I see that he accidentally shoots a little boy in the head. Jeez. Yeah, and, like, it's graphic. Like, you see the bullet, you know, imprint on the dude's. I mean, it was horrific. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> All I Rob. thought was like, fuck you, Rob. <laughs> I was not, I did not want to see that. I don't want to see that. It was awful. And I'm it's like, like God pretty damn late it. in the movie, though, isn't it? When they reveal that? No. Then Terry, no. my friend who I was flying with, is like, well, there's one scene I remember from this movie at the end where like the other dude like jumps from the tower, I guess, and his whole body comes like disconnected from him and he's just like a torso. Is that true? Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. So I tried to fast forward to find that because well, now I'm th- like, that's sort of that's sort. But he was like alive, but his ha- arms were like him and Ralph Fiennes are, are running up the tower fighting. Ralph Fiennes is the like boss guy. He's Harry. Yeah, the one okay. that's swearing all the time. He's okay. like yeah, yeah. great He's character Harry. in it. Got it. He wants to kill Colin Farrell's character because he fucked up this hit and accidentally the killed the little boy. Yeah, he's supposed to be killing the priest, and he and accidentally he killed, killed the little, little boy. boy. So, this whole thing is, he's like, all right, take Colin to Bruges, give him a, like, nice final vacation, and then you need to take him out, because that's too but big that of a mistake. But that happens in Bruges, he does the kid. No, that's a flashback. Oh, it's a flashback. Okay. Yeah, you really right. pay attention to movies. <laughs> well, I was on a plane, and, you know, kids yeah. need things. Yeah, um... So he's in Bruges with him, trying to show him a nice time, and and Harry's like really concerned that like he's loving Bruges, right? Like it's so mm-hmm. pretty here and all the sights. And Colin Farrell's character hates it there. He's so yeah, bored. He hates it. Gets into like coke and hookers and stuff. Well, he like dates the pretty that pretty mm-hmm. model. Who's a drug actress? Dealer. She's a drug dealer. Yeah, you find out she's a drug dealer. Oh. So no one can watch this now because they're going to know everything that happens. Well, it's an old movie. Like, yeah, it came out like 15 years ago. So if they yeah. haven't seen it, spoiler alert. No, he did. So the guy who made this movie with Colin Farrell and the other actor just did the... Martin McDonough just did uh, The Banshees of Anna Sharon. Right, which is supposed to be good. Which is like the same cast almost. Right. The two is main Clemens characters. Posey in that too? She's so pretty. What uh, a name. No. I know. Yeah. So anyways, Harry comes because uh, he's not going to kill him. He's like, I'm not going to kill him. He's my partner. He doesn't deserve to die. And they go up in this tower. 
and Harry kills Brendan Gleeson's character, or shoots him, and Brendan wants to warn Colin Farrell, who's having, like, a beer at the bottom of the tower, that Harry's there and to get away. So he jumps out of the tower to get down there before him to warn him. You lost her and, a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Jumps out of the tower to warn Colin. She's not there anymore. To get away. <laughs> this is right. like this is like sleepy time meditation for her brain. I know another thing we can discuss, you guys. What's that? Like your favorite thing, Rob, which is I told you so. And you and Olivia both told me before I went oh. on my little winter adventure. I intentionally did not say I told you so. Well, it, I admit it took everything out of me to not say I told you so. So Rob and Olivia, before I went, were like, don't snowboard, ski. It's so much easier. So I went. The first day, I'm like, all right, I'm going to snowboard. It's the only thing I've done. Like, I just got to see if I can even do it. It was kind of like for myself, right? Yeah, you were like, fuck what Rob and Olivia said, even though no, we talked through all no. of this. Do you want to know what happened? Let me tell you what happened that day, you guys. I snowboarded. Made it down a couple of the... You know, the little run, like, a few times. Bunny slopes? No, it wasn't a bunny slope. It was, like, a prop, like their proper first, they call it the first run, right? But it's green. And I make it down, and I do it a couple times, and then I go down by myself, and I try. I'm like, oh, I can do this. I can teach myself how to fucking maneuver the snowboard and, like, carve or whatever, like, where you just stay going. I love that you said carve. I mean. I, I'm going to carve out the slopes. <laughs> I said carve, bruh. <laughs> and like I was doing it, and then at you were one like point, ripping. You were I did ripping it like twice, and then the uh, the third time I went too hard, and I turned around, and I went backwards, and I ate shit like so hard, like fell on my back, like backwards, going downhill, like really hard. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. Okay, so I finished doing that. I go to three different like ski shops. Can I stop you? Can I stop you? What? I have a question. Was it fulfilling that you like proved it to yourself that you could do that? That I could eat shit? That you could snowboard again. I I there's the only reason why I say I'm happy I tried it is because I know I never want to do it again. I would have always had the question and I would have mm-hmm. fucking done it again and who knows what would have happened. Okay. Fair. Okay. Fair, fair, fair. You know what I mean? Like because I only had done that. And I'd I like guess. to be I've, a hard head like, like uh, I can do it. Whatever. Yeah, stubborn, I think, is a term for that. Yeah, stubborn. <laughs> I went to different ski shops to talk to the dudes like, you guys, should I try skiing? Could I teach myself? I suck at snowboarding. I've never been on skis. Every single one of them that day were like, the one guy's like, no, you're going to be using different muscles. Like, don't do it. And the other guy's like, no, dude, like snowboarding's like way better. Like, you got to stick with snowboarding. It's so much more fun. So I was getting like all of this information from these guys, right? From these people you trust deeply <laughs> well, they live and, there. and they, have they a podcast live on the mountain with. all the time <laughs> anyway but by the end of the day i convinced my friend like if you're willing to do a lesson like tomorrow let's do a ski lesson like i want to try skiing because like i just got to see so if she had always snowboarded and she's like fine like i'll do the ski lesson with you so we'd set it up put skis on and i'm like oh my god this is so much easier no shit now yeah. <laughs> now there's more <laughs> Okay. (laughs) So much easier getting off the lift, you know, all of it. So we do it a few times. You guys didn't have a car with you? You were taking a lift? So funny. um, Oh, (laughs) jeez. Oh, jeez. So 
the instructor's like, okay, I'm like, let's go. Like, dude, put me on like a bigger run. Like, let's do this, you know? Did you say it like that? I did. I was like, bro, come on. Did you go? Can I ask another question? What? Did you go and like buy a cute little ski outfit? Also no, but the I morning really of? wish I would have had one. <laughs> anyway, no, I was still in my same snowboarding gear. So I did it. And I got to this one point, and the way my friend describes it to me, which I did describe to you guys, was there's like one really steep part of the run. And the instructor was like, just pizza all the way across, you know, and then turn and go back. But he was working with me on parallel turning as well, like on the less steep slopes. So I catch speed like massively. (laughs) And... I'm trying <laughs> instead of doing pizza, I wind up racing down this mountain like in short parallel turns, like whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. Like, <laughs> my friend Terry was like, all I see is like, holy shit. Like her and the instructor like looked at each other and they were like, that is like fucking amazing form. Like like perfect form going down but what they didn't know is like i had no control totally accidental form i was so fucking scared i had no control and i was like oh my god i can't stop and i finally like made it down a little further and i just like slowly kind of fell to my butt to stop me because i had zero control over the skis do you get those uh poles you just no those don't you can't use those to stop rob Lucas told me. You got a pizza <laughs> hard. But sometimes you're going so fast that you're pizzaing and it's like you're it's not it doesn't pizzaing. Work. Yeah. yeah. Dude, Diane it did uses not, that pizza. everything you have at your disposal to try to slow down. Oh my God. But it was pretty funny. They were totally. she was like, Okay, we're done here. You are a master skier. Like you could, if I would <laughs> control. So I was done after that run. I was like, Okay, I did it. I'm good. I skied. It's easier. I'm out. <laughs> So the next time you go back, you will ski or snowboard? Well, I think you should prove it to yourself that you either, can snowboard. Ever. I'd, I'd like to go tubing, <laughs> but I will, I'm going to have to because my daughter really likes to ski, so I will ski. But even the thought of it now makes me nervous. <laughs> I caught way too much speed, you guys. Yeah, it's scary when you catch speed. Yep. And my daughter was going down blues, like no problem. Yeah, guys. So uh, also it brought up that, you know, When I am being a single mom, like when I'm alone with my kid and we go on these trips or whatever, like I have to do everything, like both parent roles, whatever it is, I fucking had to hit the slopes. Yeah, you (laughs) You know what I mean? You got to dad up too. Where was Briar when you were tearing up the Black Diamond? She she went at, when I did my ski lesson, she was with um, her friend's dad and her friend and brother. But the kids the first day had their own like lesson where they just took them all through all the runs and everything for a few hours. Um, so it sounds like you didn't have to double up duties? No, I'm like, I physically couldn't. Well, but she I did. She had to be out there and like... No, I had I to be know. out there and try to know, do I it. Know, and do, I mean, wrong. <laughs> yeah, like I legit stay at the cabin. Right. Oh. Yeah, I guess that's true. As a dad, I, I don't even consider that as an option right of like calvin's going skiing i've got to go out there too right and i don't mean to be obviously not sexist at all but like i think about that like okay 
Elliot's at baseball, right? And if you were in that situation, Jeff's out there on the field with him and that's keeping him engaged. And he's like helping with the coaching. But like, if I picture, <laughs> if you picture what? You. Me? <laughs> you at the game out on the field. Yeah. Yeah. Like you would have, you would be <laughs> well, out there. I would, I, I would do that though. Like I, I like know, that. That's why I'm laughing because I'm picturing <laughs> it. <laughs> I would be bored if I had to just sit in the cabin though. I'd rather be out there skiing. Right. I hate winter sports. You'd rather be sitting in the, the lounge? Not even at the place. Okay. You're just back at the wherever you're sleeping. Yeah. Like I used to, when I used to drink, I used to love to be at the lodge and just have a little hot toddy or <laughs> cold beer in the snow. So what are you going to do when we take our mammoth trip? Are we going with kids or just adults? We're going with kids too. If we're going with kids, Olivia's skiing with me. Yeah, she has if we to. Go yeah, with I think kids, the kids I'm are ski. coming. See, if I go, I probably have to bring at minimum Calvin. <laughs> right. So if the kids are going to ski, then I'll do it. But outside of that, if we were going all adults, I'd be like, "You guys have a good time. I'm going to read a book by the fire." Yeah, I mean, if my whole family is coming. Natalie will do that with Vincent. See? Will she be bummed about it or she'll be like, no, cool. No, no, She would rather that. Uh, yeah. But she, it's also, there's not another option. It's not like we're going to strap skis on Vincent and say, figure out how to ski before you walk. Right. I saw these little kids boarding and it was the cutest thing I've ever seen. I think Shepard's going to shred. He's going to fucking shred. <laughs> He's going to demolish that mountain. He is. See, but I like tubing. Like, why can't we just tube, you know? Do they we have can. tubing there? I don't know. Do they? <laughs> I don't, I mean, I guess it probably exists somewhere. Tubing? Well, no, they had options like in Utah. I don't know. It's fun. I like that. I want to tell you guys a story about someone that really affected me this week. Is it Rachel? This is serious. <laughs> okay. Okay. Why is Rachel laughing? This is real. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I'm not. Okay. Jeff's dad wanted to go to Morton's for a steak down the street from us in Woodland Hills. We went and the waiter came and he started telling us the specials. And I was so taken by this person. Okay. <laughs> the way he was telling the specials made me feel like he really cares about my mouth. Like he cares what goes in it. He cares how it's going to taste, how it's going to feel, all of it. I was like, okay, I have a question. Are you this committed to what you do? Or is this like phoned in? Do you get sick of saying it? Like, tell me, because you're so incredible at what you do. I feel like you actually care. And he was like, you know what? I've been working here for 12 years. This is my passion. This is my life. He's like, I really, really, really care about what people are going through. So the whole experience, this guy, Derek, was so next level. Just, I felt so taken care of, you know? And I'm like, this doesn't happen a lot. So I called him over and I said, Derek, you know what? I just want you to know I think you're exceptional, and I think you're incredible at what you do. He looked like he was going to cry. He looked at me. He's like, I feel like you see me, 
He's like, I feel like you're proud of me. He's like, I feel, it was like I gave him an Academy Award. Okay. And Derek and I are about to start crying. My eyes are rolling up. His what eyes are Jeff, rolling up. What's Jeff doing while all this is happening? The minute Derek walks away, Jeff's looking at me and he's like, settle fucking down. <laughs> <laughs> crying. I knew Derek's Jeff was going to be the punchline. <laughs> We're both like crying. The guy was like, I've never felt so understood. And he's like, Wednesday through Sunday, I will go back there. I need to, to go see with him you now. He's special. He's so good at what he does. It made me feel like I want to be a better person. I want to be better at what I do because of the way he took care of us. I'm, can we go to Morton's this week? Yes, but only okay. Wednesday through Sunday. I will never go another time. And I will go Wednesday back okay. just to sit with him and see him. I love a steakhouse. I love a steakhouse. All right. I'll go to Morton's with you guys if you come somewhere with me. That's not Morton's. Yeah, like, it's somewhere going to be fucking bougie as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to Meteora. I don't even know what that is. Rachel, what's your steakhouse order? Well, it depends. But there's so many options that I really can fucking stand behind. Is it steak? It's steak. Like, it's a piece I want of a steak. fucking loaded baked potato. You know what I mean? If anywhere has a twice baked potato, I'm so, like, all in. Right. Okay, so baked potato, steak. I always get a wedge salad. Yeah, oh, a wedge. Love a wedge. Love a wedge. The cold, crispy wedge with Iceberg the salt and, and pepper. The blue cheese. And and the but I get it bacon. with ranch instead of blue cheese. Oh, no. Yeah. I love ranch, but I don't fuck around. And then the steak, the cream spinach, mm-hmm. the baked potato. And I like mushrooms, but we well, know how Rachel feels about that. Yeah, I don't know. Steakhouses are usually just too traditional for me. Yeah, he's so fancy with his food options. I don't even. It's not even that it needs to be fancy. It's that I I like it to be a little more creative with the flavors and everything. Are there any classics though that you like? Like that's why I like steakhouses because you know what you're gonna get, and it's like okay, you're gonna have that cold little salad, and you're gonna have your steak and your potato, and it's like almost nostalgic because you you can count on it. Do you have any meals like that? I mean, I'll get steak. I don't not like steak. I just usually a steakhouse is primarily doing steak with like simple sides. That's not my go-to. Love the simple sides. This Meteora place has a grass-fed Wagyu that I liked. Of course he did. Or there's this place, Vaca, down in Orange County. They have a really good steak, but they also, it's like tapas, so they have a bunch of other really good stuff, too. Rachel, when you go to the smokehouse, do you get the baked potato or the gratin potatoes? Well, I think I could switch it up, but I don't focus too much on the potatoes. Last time I went, I got the baked potato. But all I care about is that bread. The cheesy bread. Fucking cheesy bread. Do we need to take Rob to the smokehouse? I'm going to the smokehouse this month. (gasps) Why? Because it's my mom's birthday, and that's where we go every... That's where you go. That's where we go for all the birthdays. I'm so jealous. You can come. I want to come. I had to pick a restaurant anywhere in L.A. for, like, Heart of Dixie dinner with all the executives and the head of Warner Brothers. <laughs> Why are you I, doing that? And I picked the smokehouse. No, this is when I was doing the show. Oh, so you're doing it now. You guys, no. re- you're rebooting Heart of Dixie. I wish I could. You could. You should. 
That was fun. I'm going to start working on my Southern accent. <laughs> yeah. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> you miss Heart of Dixie. It was such a, you know, feel like good a show. wholesome show. I and love that, that show. Back. I love those kind of shows. I love yeah. a show where you can sit and watch it and just be like, you know what? Everything might just be all right in the world. Yeah. And that's what Heart of Dixie does. Rob, you have to watch um, Heart of Dixie. <laughs> Um, Imagine, yeah. We're like, watch we're gonna one go to the smokehouse and watch Heart of Dixie tonight, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I'm busy. <gasps> You're welcome for that Derek story. That was a beautiful moment. I'm happy you experienced that uh, <laughs> this week. I'm happy for you, Honestly? and I'm happy you shared that experience with us. It was the highlight of my week. It may sound simple. I think everyone can aspire to uh, be able to find a moment like you were able to at Morton Steakhouse with the server. I didn't have any pivotal moments like that this week. <laughs> Did you go to Morton's and meet Derek? No. Well, to me, it just shows like it's not as much about what you do as how you do it. No matter what mm-hmm. you're doing, If I wish I could do anything without much care. You know, I feel yeah. like... Those little qualities tend to be overlooked in people, and I found it to be quite beautiful. It is beautiful. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs>